Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $25, get $50 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Spooky Greenlight Podcast. NFL Week 8 recap with Chris, Kyle, and Macon. The NFC playoff picture is taking shape. We see some young quarterbacks struggle. What we're going to make from the play of Tua, Mac, and Zach. Russ starts to simmer. Can he cook? And at the end of the show, we've got our usual Miller Lite mentions. College football catch-up with Nicole Arabak. Y'all enjoy. I don't know how to start the show this morning. I guess we'll do it with America's teams. I love that. Yeah? I love that. Yeah? Kyle, you want to lead us off? I would love to wow. lead us off. First time leading us off. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> I'm feeling a bit attacked this morning. Uh, my first America's team is Michigan State for jumping mm. those guys. Um, if you look behind me, there's a chart. If you fuck around, you'll find out. Yeah, they, they, definitely Michigan found out. Did you see Jim Harbaugh running away? Yeah, khakis. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that hallway is like not where you want to walk. That's like a bottom five place that I want to walk. Never stray from your team unless you have a real plan. Yeah. Uh, if, if there's an altercation. Those guys stray from their team. Michigan State, America's team. There was like a game day operations manager with a headset on just like waiting for it to be over. This is fine. Everything's fine. It's going to be over soon. He's seen it before. Yeah. He's seen it before, but not publicly. Number two, uh, I've got Ross Chastain and Trackhouse. Wall ride to pass Denny Hamlin. Uh, Pitbull, very happy. Pitbull, very happy. What happened? Is that yours? Yes. Okay, I told but, you when I walked in this morning, I'm I know, putting Trackhouse. I, I had it right down before America's, then, though. That's fine. We can share it. So I'll, I'll, I can change it really no, quick. No, we can share it. It's I have fine. another one. That's fine. I don't know how to react to I it. I have That's another all. one. No, you're fine. Okay. Got, this. got it. Got it. Number three, the Tennessee Volunteers in all black. I know a lot of people didn't like the Tennessee Volunteers in all black, um, but I think it's good. Is that another one of your teams? No, yeah, they're on my America's teams, but no problem. Okay, well, I'm stepping all over everybody right now. This is very American of me taking, yes. uh, taking yeah. other people's things. Yeah. Uh, and that's okay. Number oh, four, the, like Guam? the New York City Marathon USA Runners. Trackhouse is my Guam, you imperialist asshole. Well, I'm here for it. It's nice here. Okay. I walked in this morning. I'm like, hey, I got track house on my America's team. He's like, okay, I can help you explain that. Because they're on my team too. No, he didn't say that. 
I didn't say that. No, so New York City Marathon this week, the the U.S. contingency is going to try to win. You know, the the World Cup of running. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a long race. It's yeah. a long race. GW Bridge. And number five, Ole Miss. What? Wait, hold on. Who's the American team? Just everyone running in the fucking The Americans marathon? that are running against the other country okay. people. That's good. And, you know, that's what, what's more American than that? The Ryder Cup. And Cup. number five, uh, Ole Miss, because I love Lane Kiffin. I love that they made the flight out to Kyle Field and beat their ass, and I, I am a, a loud hater of Texas A&M. Uh, Texas A&M! Texas A&M! I just hate him. And uh, Jimbo Fisher had a lot of choice words to say about Nick Saban, and he was on my originals uh, uh, America's team list week one. And I take that to heart when you attack one of my guys. You know what I love about Lane Kiffin? He forgets that he's like a 50-year-old man all the time. Like, he did, like I want to be like Lane Kiffin. Like, age is nothing but a number for him. Did you see him walk over to that Texas A&M player and, and just fucking dress him up and down like, like he was a college wide receiver talking to a DB? He said, go fucking fake an injury. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Because all their guys, how many guys, Reed, went down for Texas A&M? There were eight injuries, all on defense. Luckily, they got 12 people. He's like, go fucking fake an injury. He changes his clothes at halftime. Does he really? Yeah. I love the guy, dude. I love the guy. I I always tell the story when I, when I visited the Raiders and was walking through their their you know the draft in the draft process, Kyle and the coaches were like, "We'll have you meet Lane, the head head ball coach." We walk up to him in the hallway. He's like, "Looks good. We'll take him," and keeps walking, <laughs> like not not engaged in the process at all. That was my intro to Lane Kiffin. He turned me down uh, for a scholarship coming out of junior college. He said, "We have no room for junior college offensive line." Did he really? <laughs> yeah, he did. Where was Where? he coaching? Tennessee? At USC. USC. Mm. And I drove up there and I was like, "Hey, I'll come here. I don't even want money to come here. Like, you know, I just want to play." And he I was, was like, waxing we, surfboards. We don't have any room for junior college offensive linemen. Kyle, you were waxing surfboards at the time. Sex wax, baby. You're seriously, that's what you were, you were yeah, doing for I was, a living? Yeah, uh, I was fixing Sector 9 skateboards and like uh, <laughs> fixing ball bearings and folding jeans and Jack surfboards. Did you meet any like Kelly Slater types? Yeah, well, the the guy from Green Day came in one day. Really? The, the main guy from Green Day, and I sold him some Billy jeans. Joe. He couldn't have been yeah. cooler. Yeah. Couldn't have been cooler. Wow. Green Day. Good riddance. Good Why don't riddance. you go make? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. Name of the song. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, all okay. right? Uh they beat the doors off everybody they play, save for Missouri. Kirby Smart, he's he's got the haircut of a guy holding your ankles at the KA keg stand, you know? <laughs> we just, we got great kids. Yeah, he does. We got great kids. And uh, Georgia, my America's team's got uh, Tennessee this coming week. Y'all's uh-huh. America's team's uh-huh. go dogs. Uh, oh. That's a lot of points, I'll tell man. you what. Ten points. <laughs> That's a bad, bad Leroy Brown, yeah. baddest man in the whole damn town. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaner, meaner than, than a, a junkyard, junkyard dog. dog. Some in a bigger than an old ju- King Kong. There you go. You got it. You got it. Georgia Bulldogs, number one team in the country, America's team. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are fun as hell. They're yeah. five and three. So much fun. Uh, Kenneth Walker, I think, is my favorite player in the NFL. Yeah, guy's awesome. I'm surprised DK played. DK played well. Tyler Lockett played well. That, uh, you know, this was everybody's favorite to to have the least wins and the and the fewest wins in the NFL, and and they're five and three. Good good shit up yeah. there in the pack Northwest, yeah. as I like to say. Hey, the Cleveland Cavaliers, 
Five and one? You kidding me? You kidding me? They're starting a guy named D. Wade. First name's Dean. Uh huh. He went to K State. More on that in a bit. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, as I like to say, Karis Levert, yeah, fine player, MVP candidate Donovan Mitchell, yeah, yeah, yeah. Evan Mobley's fun. Jared Allen, they're five and one. That's they're, Spider, right? Spider. They're, yeah, yeah, Spider Man. They're wearing the old um, Cavs logo where there's a net inside the V. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's hella cool. Yeah, uh, with their with their new newish colors, but they're great. Uh, and I will add K State to the list. K State uh, beat Oak State forty-eight nothing. I think I was insane. What happened in that game? I don't know. Spencer Did, Sanders was Steve too. on that. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't remember much of what Steve says on on Fridays. Yeah, Thursdays, Fridays. Uh, but K State, shout out six and two now number thirteen in the country. Um, it's got to be tough to be a school that's never won a national title. Uh, but it's, I think there are only two of them. It's it's, it's Tech. It's Kansas State <laughs> and Virginia Tech. Virginia yeah. Polytechnic Institute down yeah. there in Blacksburg, Virginia. But K-State, unlike Tech, which is two and six, K-State's six and two, kind of a the inverse there. And uh, hey, hey, um, let's name our favorite K-State players. I know Darren Chris's Sproles. name's L. Roberson. No, L. Roberson's amazing. Yeah. NCAA football. Yeah. That's right. Him and Darren Sproles mm-hmm. were unfair to mm-hmm. play against. Michael Bishop. Martin Grammatica. Oh, but Grammatica's a, a he spent time in the Little Apple. Mm-hmm. I've got a few. Uh, how Brown. about the, How about that linebacker? Cody Whitehair, great K State player. Yeah. Ben Lieber. Yeah. Terrence Newman. Who could forget CB four? CB four. And uh, we will wrap CB4. up. We'll go right back to uh, the great state of Georgia and the Atlanta Falcons, who uh, dodged Eddie Pinero, mm-hmm. DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. Unsportsmanlike, eh? You gotta leave your lid on. Leave your lid on, dude. We'll talk about that. That leave was your a lid on. thrilling 30 minutes, dude. My America's teams. Okay, number one, my America's teams, the Philadelphia Phillies. Mm. Shocker. You might call it pandering, but they're tied with the Astros. Uh, game one, they fucking, you know, the Astros blew a 5 nothing lead. I was at a Halloween party Friday night. Okay, so... Meg was lazy as fuck and didn't have a costume. So she went as, uh, she was like, let me borrow your Phillies jersey because they play tonight. And uh, all I had lying around the house was a fucking astronaut, you, uh, you know, an astronaut uh, costume. And I was like, you know, I could, I could wear this and we could go as the World Series, right? <laughs> I put a trash can around my neck, that sort of thing. But uh, I told my mom and my, my lovely wife that people will think I'm rooting for the Houston Astros. What's the jury say on that? Yeah, probably yeah. Guess. good decision that yeah. I didn't. I like do the that. World Series framing. Though. Okay, you could so, also ex- you could tell this story to the people who asked. B- boy, do I not want to. You know <laughs> what I mean? Uh, and then and, and the the Phillies though they're tied one one. Uh, that series is going back to Philly. Uh, it's going to be electric. If anybody has World Sick World Series tickets uh, and could give them to me and my family, that's the only way I'll go up for a game. You know, people are like, "Why don't you come up to a game?" I'm like, "Well." World Series tickets aren't exactly falling off the back of a fucking truck. So just let me know if you got four decent tickets. What if they asked you to throw out a first pitch? Wow. I've been known to do that. Nervy or? I've been known to do that. I'm pretty good at that. I have a rep under my belt. You threw it right down the middle in Charlottesville, but Philadelphia and Philadelphia, World not so much. Some people might remember me almost hitting a World War II veteran. Right. In the I head. threw a dirt ball in my opportunity Did to you? throw out a first pitch. I hit the plate. Did and you, you were hard? Pro. I threw it hard. I went from the mound, full wind up. But it was, you know, it's harder 
to get out there and do that thing. Yeah, well, you don't want to bounce it, Kyle. Well, that's that's not what I did. You don't want to rip your mic microphone. Off. I'm good. Arm. I'm good. But I'm I'm uh, I'm adaptable. Also, how about the little kid that went viral? Uh, the Phillies kid, the yeah. little kid. He was yelling at like an Astros fan um, in, in during game one, and he went viral. He was he was home the next day for his um, noon football game. The kid's five years old. Okay, you know, uh, and if you time it up, he was born during the Eagles Super Bowl run in 2017. His name is Carson. Wow. Yeah. The kid's name is Carson. Wow. So uh so Philly's number one of my America's team. Spat those ankles, Carson. Rankings. So number two, uh, I've got the Eagles. The Eagles, uh, they look great yesterday. I we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. Number three, and this is guys, you, you you're gonna want to hear this one. This is funny. I couldn't wait to to roll this one out. I thought it was really clever. Track house racing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh track house racing. Uh, it's it's the it's the racing team that who's this fucking guy's name? Ross Chastain. Ross Chastain. He thought he was playing a video game out there. He said that he used to play Nintendo GameCube, and he wasn't even sure that the move that worked in the video game would work uh, at Martinsville. <laughs> but he needed to win the race or something Top to five, get in the I final think, right? four, right? Yeah, the championship four. Yeah. And uh, if you look at it, it looks the first dozen times that i watched this chris it looked like it was sped up we've all seen a million of these nascar highlights and all the cars are going relatively the same speed he's in top gear these guys are heavy braking at martinsville it's a short track notorious with high speed straights and then getting on the brakes and stand at the bottom chastain rides the wall the whole way around kyle larson was pissed about it denny hamlin was salty about it fuck denny hamlin but, you know but he's from richmond you know we don't he, hate denny entirely. no we i, I do okay okay he likes the and a lot of people do so yeah, Chris, my kid track has house, his that little car. Sense. That my makes kid sense. Has his Chris. little car in the room. Yeah, no, Trackhouse Racing. They're they're going to be one of America's teams, and um, and they took us into their trailer, Chris, when we, they really? when we went we, to Richmond. Yeah. yeah, who do we spend a lot of time with? We Didn't spent we? time with Daniel a Mexican Suarez. driver. Yeah, he was Daniel cool as Suarez, shit. who couldn't have been nicer. To he us. was the coolest fucking guy ever. Those guys have the best game day experience. Those trailers, like if you want to be left alone, like that's a good place to be left alone. That's awesome. NASCAR just invited you guys to the 2023 Chicago Street Race. By the way, wow, they did. Mm -hmm. Wow, how? Like a fucking uh, parchment and like our, no, our contact from Richmond. She got promoted to Chicago and emailed us. How about oh, that? We're going. What's the date on that? July. I don't know. We'll find it's out. June or July? April? I believe. Um, Is it May? Springtime race. Okay, number four, uh, the Liberty Flames, Liberty football team. They beat BYU 41-14. They're, they're, they're kind of like mirror image schools, right? 41-14, interesting. Uh, mirror image scores. And ultimately, <laughs> excuse me, more Christians than Mormons in the United States. So that's a big win for the United States. They end up in the uh, America's Teams rankings this week. I watched last night. I was, I was actually making my America's Teams list. And I think it, I think God put the Liberty Flames late night show on my TV. It's a local broadcast. You ever watch that thing? No, no, I don't. Okay, well, sometimes Kinda I watch like it. State media after Sunday night football, and it was like you know Hugh Freeze talking about how God blessed, thank, thank blessed God. his game, game plan. Thank God. Yeah, no, you know, I've seen it before. It's a good show. They it's do a, a good, good job. Show. They do a good job. Uh, you know, but Liberty, uh, you know, is one of America's teams this week. They did beat the. Uh, they beat the dog shit out of uh, spare the rod, spoil the child. That's what they were thinking when BYU came to town. Mm -hmm. Have they overtaken Notre Dame for God's team? That's a good question. God's Kyle. independent team. That's a good question, Kyle. And then the Tennessee Volunteers rounding out my list. Huh. We need them to beat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
We need them to beat Georgia. Uh, we need them to beat Georgia. Hey. America needs them to beat Georgia. No offense, because I don't want to see a red-on-red SEC championship again, a bunch of red teams in the fucking playoffs, a bunch of SEC, you know, grandfathered-in teams in the playoffs. You know, some new blood, man. I got a theory about all this red. What? That pigskin got like a little, like a reddish hue to it. Yeah. just red, yeah. A lot of RPO, harder to see. I think the red uni is a is a competitive advantage. Honestly, yeah. a, team, a team like the Browns, there's no reason they, sh- they shouldn't be winning. Just run, it run makes a it college more, offense. It makes it even more Cleveland. embarrassing. Hold the mesh as That's long right. as you can. That's right. Chris, do you think if Hendon Hooker and Tennessee beats Alabama or Georgia this coming week that Hendon Hooker's QB1? QB1 in the draft? Yeah. Mm. Like if he goes out and balls out. And I don't know. I think like, people are in love with the Ohio State guy, right? Yeah. So, I mean, Hooker, Hooker, Hooker kid could climb the Heisman. ranks. I mean, no, Hooker. Heisman, Hooker, yeah, right? Hooker's made himself some money this year. Like he's he's going to get drafted uh, in the first that. couple of rounds. Yeah. Yep. That's, a, that's, an industry, <laughs> that's an industry that's kind of bulletproof. They use that body. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> okay. So those are America's teams. <laughs> Guy's last name is Hooker. Yep. That's good. Barely knew her. Okay. Uh. So, indeed. So, <laughs> Sunday Night Football <laughs> was interesting, man. Here's what was interesting about it. Me and Megan were texting the whole whole night, and I know some people get tired of the gambling talk. By the way, Chase Long yesterday, 11-5 and five on the day. He's back. He's back. 3-0 and oh in teasers. Eat your heart out, Sharps. All the little fucking... The little you know, smug gamblers out there that think they're lifetime sixty percent winners, telling me what I shouldn't shouldn't do. You farm your own fucking land, mm. okay? I got to feed my family with these tickets, and if I want to if I want to roll some teasers out there because I'm scared to death after Monday night, so be it. Um, the under hit last night. The total was forty seven. There were twenty four points scored in the second, and I texted Mike and I said it's dead. Uh, and by the way, this was this was cool. We we reciprocated this deal yesterday. Like I was on the Colts. Um, I wasn't going to bet the Colts, but you told me on on Friday's show. Ah, I, I like Washington, um, and I was dog cussing you until Heineke threw that jump ball. You were on the commies. To, you were on the. Yeah, commies. I was on the yeah, commies. Yeah, yeah. I I tailed you. Yeah. And then you know you wanted some action Sunday night, so I texted you. Let's do the under, and I felt kind of like an asshole during the second quarter. Uh, but boy, the the that thing grinded to a halt. As you predicted, half. as I predicted at halftime, air was going to be taken out of the ball. Dobbs and Diggs did us no favors in the first half. But yeah, that yeah. was uh, yeah, that was a hold on to your butt sort of under. In the words of Doctor Facts, when a plan comes together, when I was just watching that together. shit. I could not believe it. The fourth down stops, the field goals, the turnovers. One thing in this game, uh, you know, Josh Allen. You know, Bills were down a couple offensive linemen, I think, and uh, Josh Allen saw a lot of pressure the first half, and he delivered. I mean, the second half, he got kind of fucking bored. I felt like Josh Allen had, like, video game-itis, where you get bored and you're up and you, you, try, to, you try to do too much. You, you throw a couple picks, you, you miss on third and seven. He inexplicably floated a ball over Gabe Davis's head rolling right. They gave the Packers the ball back in a two-score game in the fourth quarter. It was like... They were so relaxed. They had this game so in hand, and then all of a sudden, you look up and you're like, you know, if if the Packers were halfway decent, this could be a ball game because Josh Allen wasn't making throws in the second half. But in the first half, boy, oh boy, like some of the throws to Diggs, that touchdown in the right, in, in on the right on the right sideline in the end zone there, 34 yards, flick of the wrist, 
off his back foot with Jaron Reed in his face, you know, the deep ball to Diggs. He looked really sharp in that first half, and that's all they needed. The, the Packers can't score. The Packers can't score. And, and, and Milano and those linebackers were flying around. Uh, the Packers got the run game going. Yeah, but, they did. But it's just not enough, dude. You can't keep pace. You know, and, and I know the Packers, you know, come out of this game and you say, oh, there's some things we, you know, we can hang our hat on. The run game got better. A couple of those circus catches from Dobbs, who's a fucking stud. Whoever gets to throw the ball to Dobbs over the next five years yeah. in Green Bay is pretty lucky. And I don't know if it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. And the, pan the panic sets in when it comes to the Packers. We were talking about the running game. Six and a half, six point seven yards a carry for the Packers. You can run the ball effectively, but when you're playing a team like Josh Allen's Bills, you know that it's not going to be a running type game, and you're going to have to rely on throwing the ball and yeah. forcing throws. Yep. Um, and credit to the Bills' offensive line, Aaron Cromer, the guy who drafted me in Chicago, is the O line coach up there. They've run for a hundred games plus, a uh, hundred yards plus in almost every game. And I know Josh Allen does it a lot on his feet uh, with his legs, but. They can run the ball at will, and sometimes when you can't block guys in the pass uh, because of a skill gap, you can rely on technique in the run game, and I think that the Bills know that. They can close games out, and to your point, they can't be relaxed at the end of games because somebody's going to come around and put up those two scores right. with six minutes left, with eight minutes left, and right. they're going to be in that ball game. That's my fear for them against the Chiefs. So third down efficiency, uh, actually the Packers weren't that bad. They were 6 of 12, the Bills 2 of 7. Uh, but it is hard to play keep away for some reason for this team. I mean, like you know, playing keep away probably not the answer with the Bills. I mean, they they can they they can really put up points in a hurry, and they did in the first half. And at that point, it's not sustainable for the Packers. Uh, Jair Alexander, I want to mention this. I mean, another tunnel. Him and um him and uh him and Stephon Diggs were tunnel buddies, and that's the uh, that's the tunnel. That like uh, I, I I forgot that you you everybody comes out and walks in at the same time. I can remember playing the Bills it's when a I was in New England. It's a hallway, yeah. You know, and and I walked in next to Rex Ryan. You know, like we were awkwardly walking next to each other for a long time after we just beat the dog shit out of the Bills. And I, all I could say was a hey, good game, Rex. You know, like and 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 you know it can go the other way too now. And in pregame, him and Diggs jawing at each other. And for Alexander last week. You know, we mentioned this on the show. Heineke went right at him in big situations. McLaurin, who's an absolute dog, you know, went up and got it in 50-50 ball situations yesterday. Two weeks in a row, uh, great by him. But Alexander wanted um, Alexander wanted to have a get-back game. And, uh, you know, against the best, the best receiver in the league. And when he did cover him, zero catches, zero yards. He was on Gabe Davis a lot. Honestly, I don't know why... The Packers have certain guys covering digs in the slot. Like that was that was a big question mark to me from a game plan standpoint. But Jair Alexander, who looked great, yellow sleeves, high whites, that looked fucking awesome. Um, looked good, play good. Um, you know, he did a great job on everybody he covered, and he had a pick. So that was a big time night from him. Just don't go celebrate the pick when you're down by 17 or whatever. It I was. think in a situation like that, I know, but in a situation like that, there's been so much back and forth so much individual you know um trash talk between him and Diggs and davis and seemingly everybody you can get lost in the sauce a little bit you forget the score down 27 10 in the fourth quarter yeah well you know what let's run 60 yards to the camera in the end zone yeah you know what yeah you're right 
Okay. But uh, I, I think they should pick a wide receiver and a DB every game and be like, you guys have to fight. You guys have to hate each other because I love it when there's a good corner wide out battle. Like that, Bucks, Saints, we love seeing those matchups. Lattimore, Evans. There's nothing like that. It's wrestling, dude. And also throw Josh Allen in the mix because early in the game, Josh Allen had the run, uh, had the run up the left sideline where Adrian Amos comes from the center field position and lays. Yep. And he's one of the heaviest hitting safeties in the league. Yep. He put a shot on yep. Josh Allen. Josh Allen popped up like a blocking dummy with his shoulder pad popping out of his jersey, Talking shit. I was like, this is kind of telling about this game. That's the best shot you're going to give yep. Josh Allen with a running start and he gets up talking shit. He I'm just, like, the Bills are just tough. How about that mustache, Josh Allen? Oh sporting. my God, what a creep. Yeah, he's his creep show. In the best way. Did yeah. you guys see these Lopez versus Lopez promos? Nah. That show looks like a riot. Oh, it does, yeah. Coming up next. Not. Coming up next, George Lopez. I mean, how can Rosillo not get a show made, for fuck's sake? This George yeah, Lopez yeah, yeah, that's true. rolls out of bed and gets yeah. a new pilot. I mean, they couldn't fire off a joke in the in the highlight clip. I've read some of Rosillo's screenplays. Yeah, they, they're pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good, dude. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm kind of incredulous myself. Um, all right, maybe so maybe he can get a job on the Lopez versus Lopez. Yeah, writing. Room. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Roback Activewear. Best way to describe Roback is best fit, best feel. When it comes to quality, Roback just blows it out of the park every time. First, Roback's new performance hoodies are a total game changer. Maybe the softest, stretchiest hoodies in the game. From college athletes to professionals to podcasters like me, people can't take them off. The best thing about wearing a Roback hoodie is when, when you see somebody else wearing it, you give them that nod because they know and you know, we get it, we're Roback guys. Second, Roback's performance polos are the only polos we wear. Even if you're not a polo guy, these polos are perfect for a night out or a day on the links with the boys. Their prints are cool too. Trust us when we say the only polos we wear are Roback polos. Third, Roback's performance Q-zips bring a new meaning to the word comfortable. Perfect for a run around the block or a day in the office. They are the definition of versatile. Best part is NFL guys are rocking them all over the league. You know, you got guys like Quentin Nelson wearing them. We got our guy, friend of the program, Sam Hubbard wearing them. It's fair to say they're taking over. Now Alabama stud Will Anderson is the newest sponsored athlete. That's big news. Ryan McGee is the best player in the country. Might be the Heisman Trophy winner. Go check them out at Roback.com. How about talking about two winning teams playing each other? Because there was only one such pairing yesterday. Your New York Giants and the Seattle Seahawks, one of uh, your America's teams. So frustrating. It was classy yeah. of you. Thank you. Yeah. Frustrating. Um, you know, my takeaway here, Seattle could have won by more. Seattle left a lot of points on the field here, um, whether it was Geno just missing, you know, or Metcalf not going up with two hands in the first half to catch up on the left sideline, whether it was Lockett not getting two feet in bounds uh, on a beautiful throw in the red zone from Geno Smith. Uh, whether it was you know Lockett getting hit in the face with the football at the right pylon, um, there was a ton of stuff. I mean, Lockett fumbling the ball in the shadow of their own goal line. They they made some mistakes. Now I know Richie James fumbled the ball twice, and that's terrible, especially because Kadarius Tony used to return some punts <laughs> into the whole thing. But um, Seattle is is pretty good, man. Like, and the defense, they're playing team defense. You know, yesterday they were. They haven't always been great this year, but they're rounding into form a little bit where you get 
uh, unheralded rushers like Nuosu. Uh, you got you got uh, your transplant from Denver, Shelby Harris, running down Daniel Jones on a third and nine, short of the sticks. Big play late in the game, getting the stop on second and ten to force uh, third and nine. The corners, who you're not hearing about so much because people aren't throwing at them. You know, like that defense is playing is playing hard. They're playing at home. They they're always going to play tough. The better the Seahawks get, the tougher oh. the 12s are, dude. Like you could hear it. The 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 noise made a difference in that game yesterday, and um, and Seattle left some points on the board and still won. Give credit to their line too. I think they're uh, top eight in the league in time before pressure on Geno Smith. You know, obviously, big credit to Geno for making the throws that they need. Uh, when they call on him, and also shout out to DK. I know he left on the cart. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what what happened the week before. Yeah. With you know, we're not in the training room, but he was out there playing, and it shows tremendous toughness um, to be out there. Yep, he was an easy go this week. Easy go. I thought he was yeah, like be the a, golf cart. Oh, an easy go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you never know why he leaves the field. He's either shitting or he's injured. Yeah, yeah. What's going on with him? But you guys need to go get a receiver, man. No, 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 no. What? Listen, no Evan Neal, no Bredesen, no Ojolari IR, no O'Shane Zimenez. Bye week comes at a great time for the Giants. They're they're really banged up. Yeah, no Shepard, no Tony, no Galladay. No. Right, and. W- which one of those guys is going to emerge in the second half of the season? Because one of them's in Kansas City. I just, I just, all right, just let me let me get veto power on the deal. I just don't want to give up many assets. Who says for no? This. Chase Claypool for two. For two? Yeah, that's what I he's say. Dragging. No. Yeah. Okay. Well. I say no. Um, I right, throw somebody else out there. But DJ, I, DJ Moore with a helmet. <laughs> with yeah. a helmet. Yeah. I think a, of this group. Yeah, DJ Moore for a three. Okay, deal. Yeah, I just I, I'm watching the game and they weren't great on third down. Interestingly, it feels like in the second half when they get in third and long, Daniel Jones is pretty money. Those couple balls to uh, to Slayton, but like I, I'm watching an offense that can't stretch the field. Yep, everything's well, underneath. Every game is thirteen thirteen in the fourth quarter. It can't, you New can't York. listen. Every single game. And Bellinger was a big loss. Bellinger eye injury sucks. Yeah, he didn't play. Eye injury. Yeah, what happened? I uh, got laceration. Hit, got hit in the eye. With what? You know what? No, I don't know. What did he get hit with? I don't know. A finger? So, anyways, um, you know, I think the Giants could use a little help. I think Seattle, you mentioned that O-line cross and those rookies, man. They did a good job. It was int- Go back and look at Thibodeau and, and, and those tackles. Like, they did a really good job. If you're, I'm not taking shots at Thibodeau. What I am saying, though, is, uh, you know, you, when you've got rookies – Playing against rookies, I can remember when Jake Long and I played each other yeah. my rookie year, and we're both top five picks. Like, you're just you're, you want to look good, yeah. you know what I mean? You want to you want to show out because it's an easy comp, and those tackles looked really good. Uh, but they left a lot of points on the board, and and they're a good team. They haven't had a back like this oh. since Beast Mode, man. He's so entertaining to watch he runs very unique yes like he's a unique runner he kind of shuffles and yep and you know he's, he's probably bigger than you think like i'd love to uh, of any player i think uh, with a lot of nfl players you don't know what their stature is until you stand on the field like what bigger or smaller and i'd love to stand on the field and see kind of how kenneth walker si- sizes up because that guy he's got power he's elusive he breaks tackles that 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 run that 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 sealed the game for them uh, a little bit of everything the cutback the the breaking an ankle tackle the running through an arm tackle list of um, five nine two twelve 
He's probably look. He probably looks like a tank on the field. I just really wanted to see the Giants have an opportunity. I picked the Giants, and I wanted to see them have an opportunity at the end of the game. But that muff punt really threw a fucking wrench in my plan. Oh yeah, I was very bent out of shape. Well, that one wasn't the muff. That I was, was more the tackle, and Richie got concussed on the play. Well, the punt, the punt was unsuccessful. Didn't punt Richie drop unsuc- two of them? Yeah, the Disley forced one just by kind of running into him, and then the second one was where the concussion happened. Yep. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Bellinger got a finger to the eye. Okay, the finger to the eye. Yeah. Okay. Hey, this is more like the Legion of Zoom, eh? Because we're in the era of Zoom calls. That's the pandemic. Yeah. The pandemic. A lot what do you of mean? on Microsoft surfaces, too. Okay, yeah. So, like, the region of Zoom. Microsoft. The Legion of Zoom. That, region of Zoom. That's good, dude. Thanks. That's good. Now I'm catching up. Yeah. Yeah. Should, should, should I should, yeah, Twitter? Like, no, is yeah, that yeah, viral? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. It's good. Wait till after I could the show. Name I don't one think these, anybody's going to beat you to it. If I could name one of these DBs, I'd fire it off right now. Right, you know? right, right, right. Tag them and such. So um, that's good, mate. Um, all right. Tariq Woolen. We're a Tariq there you go. Woolen Yeah, we podcast. are. Yeah. yeah, we are. Tariq We're Woolen. Stan Podcast here. So yeah. Quandre Diggs. So um, also Bruce Irvin out there. You know, like a little shot of nostalgia there. It is West cool. Virginia is showing. It's out. cool to have somebody like Bruce Irvin because he's like the institutional memory on that defense. You know, there's not a lot of guys anymore on that defense that were there from when the they were times. really rolling. And yeah. Bruce Irvin got old quick, right? That's how it goes in the NFL. But he cannot. He not only offers something on the field because he was in the backfield a good bit, but he can kind of tell tell these guys how to practice, how they, you know, how Cam Chancellor used to practice, how Earl Thomas used to practice, how Michael Bennett used to line up anywhere. Yeah, Michael Bennett used want. to just do whatever just the do fuck whatever he wanted. You want. um, <laughs> So the question for me, guys, those are two of the best teams in the NFC, according to their, their records. Yeah, I'm going to name four teams that had big wins yesterday. Which one do you feel like was the biggest and that you learned a lot and you should feel the best about if you're an NFC elite? We, elite. we have the Rams uh, getting beat by the Niners. We have uh, the Eagles beating the, the Steelers. We have... Um, who else do we have, Reed? Minnesota. We, we have Minnesota beating Arizona. And that's who I and think is... You, that, go ahead. You think I that's mean, the most impressive win from an NFC Philadelphia, we're, you know, we're dead set on Philadelphia being studs. But I think that the Vikings, although it's a lot of the same characters out there, it's a new regime. We've I've loved what I've seen from Kevin O'Connell's offense. And also, Zadarius Smith has been a huge addition on their defense. He had two sacks yesterday. Um and in that game, also, it was pretty cool. I got to give a shout out to Hopkins. Obviously, 800 receptions, 138 games. They look methodical on offense. Minnesota does. They can run the ball with Dalvin Cook. Yeah. They can be explosive. So yeah. they have that complementary uh, polarity offensively. Mm-hmm. And I think O'Connell has that, has breathed a lot of confidence into Kirk Cousins. Obviously, we've yeah. yet to see him have success in the primetime games. But I think this team is built as such that they can win in those games now. Yeah, no question. I, this guy's been this guy's been lights out as a as a head coach. I think uh, you know they've quietly amassed what seven wins now or six wins now. Um, you know, the one loss being to the the Eagles, and ironically, they had a bad game plan that game defensively, well, and, and so, it was a primetime game, which isn't fair. No, yeah, Kirk, Kirk, Kirk prefers count. one p.m. So, you know, I thought that was a good win and all that. Uh, I think. I bet the the Cardinals at four and a half, and that was extremely frustrating. Well, the turnovers thinking got about putting you. them on the do not bet list with Jacksonville, but yeah, um, it felt like they had a million possessions down eight after Joseph missed that extra point. A trillion. 34-26. They just kept moving it to like mm-hmm. the thirty. Yep. Couldn't do many more. And the way the game ended, if you're you know like Kyler getting sacked and that sort of stuff, like the, the clock management, it just 
it was frustrating. I can imagine being a Cardinals fan. Mm. I mean, like uh, it's it's got to be a roller coaster ride. I who would you th- out of those wins? I mean, also if they're Dallas in there because they looked really good. Oh Dallas God. is my answer mm-hmm. because Dallas seemed for the first time uh, dependable. Yeah, because you don't know you didn't know what you were getting from Dak just because he's he he hasn't been playing and they put up forty nine points and Tony Pollard for heaven's sakes is clearly the best back on that team. Good to make some money. And still on that rookie deal, he's not year. making that much money. <laughs> and when when Zeke is healthy, okay, uh, yeah, put him between the tackles. But Pollard is is dynamic. But they score so many points. I learned more about Dallas than I did a team like Philly, just because yeah. already thought they were elite. Right. Uh, I think Minnesota's solid, and Arizona is is <laughs> I, I don't know what Arizona is. And then Seattle beats a really banged up New York team, and those are two probably above average but not great teams yeah. dallas is a team where i was like okay this this is a not only a playoff team but a team that has some juice because of that defense but now the offense can if the offense can put up points like that all right that's the cd lamb we thought we were going to see good connection with dalton schultz dallas is 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 my answer to and your go prompt. look at dak prescott's uh shot chart so to speak yesterday i mean like so efficient the guy is incredibly efficient and you know the top end speed of that offense not only with Pollard taking a lot of snaps. I mean, I know he's not a great protector uh, in, in, in the pass game, but that top end speed that they can get to, 49 points, I don't think they scored over 25 with Cooper Rush, which you know sheds light on how ridiculous that whole you know, conversation was. I mean, it, Cooper Rush is a great backup. You know, He's a great commodity on a team like that that's set up to win with a backup. Their defense stepped up over that span of time. And and in this game, like they had to score. Like Chicago was scoring. Chicago was scoring. And, and until that uh Micah Parsons fumble return for a touchdown, which again, hustle. we just talked about <laughs> Micah Parsons and Hustle. We just talked about it last week. I had a chance to interview Dan Quinn for 33rd team, and I asked him, Have you had that wow play yet? Because a month ago, uh, after the Bengals game, somebody in the in the media pool asked him, like, you know, you coached in Seattle, you know, you've seen championship defense. Have you had one of those plays yet where you just go, wow, we are pretty good? And uh, Dan, and it's the answer I wanted him to have, was like, yeah, a week ago with Micah Parsons running down the tight end at the pylon there. And uh, 10-6, you know, Detroit's about to go up 13-6, and you live to fight another day, and Tank Lawrence blows up a play, and you got the ball back. So uh, his hustle it does not go unnoticed. And... There are very few guys defensively who are the best players on the field and play the hardest. Mm. And he ran by four guys to get to that pylon. He, he, he was the only guy on the field that seemed to know that the ball was live. Justin Fields didn't know. And I think Justin Fields takes a lot of shit for jumping over Micah Parsons. But look, look at the guys around him. Nobody knew the ball was live. Micah Parsons knew the ball was live. He was the only person. So it should be more about Micah Parsons and his tremendous athleticism, his hustle. And his awareness. He looked like Ross Chastain passing up all those folks for the football. Look, he did. He's like, I've seen this in a video game. Look yeah. damn near like Brandy Chastain on that PK. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you too? Are you too young for that? <laughs> sports brawl. I know sports brawl yeah, slide yeah. to the knees. Yeah, I was. Yep. Wait, I was wondering when Micah Parsons took his shirt off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so my answer is the Niners. Okay, and I know that like I'm kind of manifesting here and I'm speaking into existence, but this it. is the week that people are going to start talking about the Niners. Look around, listen. 
people are going to be like, yeah, 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 they're really good. Like, you know, when a week ago I was like, oh, they're, they're not that good. Yeah. They're underachieving. They're all this stuff. Jimmy G's not that good. And I know it's the Rams. I know you beat them eight straight times. Um, but they had their backs against the walls here going into the bye. Three and five looks incredibly different than four and four, right? Uh, especially with the Seahawks playing inexplicably very good. Yep. And they're in the driver's seat in the uh, in the NFC West. But if you're the Niners, you got to feel pretty good because you beat the dog shit out of the Seahawks. You go into the bye, you get you 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 get Trent Williams back a week ago. Mm. You're going to get Debo Samuel back. Mm. You're going to get Jennings back. You're going to get Armstead back. You're going to get Kinlaw back. You got you're going to get players back all now. these motherfuckers back. And people don't want to see the Niners. No. So it, I really believe in the NFC. I know that the Vikings have reeled off a bunch of wins. Uh, I know that the Giants are good. They have a better record than the Niners. I know that a lot of these teams are ahead of the Niners right now. But when I judge a team, I want to know in my brain what they look like in December and January. And this team, fully healthy. Yeah. With Christian McCaffrey in the fold, and you know, a lot of people say they got fleece. Well, not this year, man, because this guy walks in and he gives you a different dimension. And you saw it yesterday. They were down seven nothing. They were down fourteen seven at the half. Um, you know, uh, they go to the half, and I think Fred Warner said, "Like we don't want to go into the bye like this." So they go out in the second half, and this is also a big, big turning point, not only for the team, but for D'Amico Ryan's, because a week ago he got all this head coaching talk when Matt Rule got fired. Yes. And people were like, oh, the Niners blew a bunch of fucking coverages and Patrick Mahomes is good. Shocker. Uh, maybe this guy isn't a head coach. Well, in the second half, they made the adjustments necessary. I believe they got in a little bit more sub against 11 personnel, uh, got some of the linebackers off the field. Uh, and, 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 when, and when the Rams got to third down, they heated them up. They had two possessions in the third quarter. Um, I think it was, and, and they were bookended. They bookended a long San Francisco drive. They, they never could get into a rhythm. 61 yards total for the Rams in the second half. Uh, and the biggest play for the Rams that they want back is they're down 10 at the end of that ball game, middle of the fourth quarter, and Higby drops the ball inexplicably. He's still running if he catches that football, and that's a totally different ball game. So hats off to the defense. They played great the second half. And Jimmy looked good, man. Jimmy, the two throws he made, the one to McCaffrey, in the end zone, which was which was uh, you know a, a backyard ball deal with McCaffrey, he read left to right the entire field, went to McCaffrey, beautiful ball, the dagger to Kittle in the end zone. These are really good throws, and I think Jimmy G is getting a little healthier. I don't want to fall for the pump fake because he always looks like Joe Montana against the Rams. But the twisting of the knife for me is the fact that you, if you're the Rams, you've seen McCaffrey now twice in a month. You you, you pursued him in the trade market. And the big brother, little brother thing, even though you have the Super Bowl, Shanahan owns you. He owns McCaffrey yep. now. And the first possession of the game where they're down 7 nothing, and they got a chance to go answer, McCaffrey on third and seven breaks a Taylor-wrapped uh, tackle and then breaks a Jalen Ramsey tackle short of the sticks, gets the first down, and keeps the drive alive so he can throw that touchdown. And like, There's so many ways that he affects the game. And the touchdown, you know, triple crown thing, overrated, dude. Okay, like... What kind of a stat is that? Mike McCaffrey threw a touchdown. Great. Like, that's not what he does. But you know what's not overrated? Having that play on the fucking, on tape. Because now every time you throw a swing pass to McCaffrey, mm. the second level defenders are looking at that Stay and saying, at home. it's like another element. I don't want to be high guy here. That's a good point, Chris. But it is like another element. To, it's, I don't know if it's the future of football. I don't want to get too out ahead of myself here. But like, if you have a guy that can throw the football and you motion him behind the quarterback, there are a ton of plays in today's NFL where a pass goes backwards. 
right? Slightly backwards. It's like Se- the Chase Claypool play yesterday too. Yeah, second level defenders, they got to think before they come downhill and add to the to the run fit effectively because that's a run play. Maybe in ten years we're looking at offense and saying like that's another layer of the RPO. Yeah. You know, like it's it's a swing pass behind the quarterback. Pass, you, pass option. You know what I'm saying? Like it's I would run this once every couple of weeks. Yep. And and just and just occupy eyes. And it'll impact dozens of plays based on formation and pre-snap motion. To your point, Chris. Yeah. That's actually really, really a bright observation. Like Thanks. a guy like McCaffrey. So an actual shock guy. A guy like Yeah, you did. You a did. guy like Claypool. You'd be the I mean, first to tell you, me. you can you can affect that second level, to your point, is you, really all I'm trying to you say. You can, and the tight ends coach evidently three days ago dug up some film from 2018 where he threw a 50-yard touchdown for the Panthers and texted Shanahan, and Shanahan was like, fuck it, let's put it in the game plan. On the game, or on the day that uh, McCaffrey threw yeah. a 30-yard, 30 30-plus 30 air-yard pass, his first... <laughs> Holy shit! Are you okay? I, you know... You're good. Liquid I, death to your MacBook Pro. I don't know yet. MacBook what, what is every wet? Uh, so we got a wet ball here. The can of water studio. is is all over. Yeah, like what I did right away was good. Yeah, I just turned the computer <laughs> yeah, yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh no, no, Reed, not the table, the the, the comp. Yeah, I was coming at it. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, there's no one I'd I'd rather be tending to this more than you. Hey, layup line today is wipe me down <laughs> by uh, Boosie, little Boosie. Do you think I should turn the computer back over or keep doing Making this? is wiping his computer down Does right now. Do you have any rice? Well, the Cowboys Foss wipe my teeth. <laughs> do you put this in rice like you do a... Throw that whole thing in a rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some basmati. You got, any, you got a tub of basmati I mean, at I, home? I feel like y'all are making jokes, but this is really very serious. No, you're good. You're good, bro. MacBook Pros, you can submerge them. Hey, you got the cloud still. Oh, but no, I'm really bad at like backing up and all that stuff. I've never understood the cloud. Oh, wow, that thing's leaking. I've never understood the cloud. So anyways, uh, we're going to put the tarp down. Then <laughs> we're not going to delay this podcast. We got to we got to play through this. But but you know, the Niners can get into pony personnel now, which is fun to say. Pony. I love saying po- they're in pony. Like it just sounds cool. It sounds Christian McCaffrey is he's a pony personnel looking ass dude. Well, his dad is a Bevel Conway winner in and of himself as a Bronco, as, as a big white wide receiver. Yep, and you yep. see a guy like Christian McCaffrey, he's he a Bevel great Conway in 23 every week. And that jersey and that number and just like that. that. You see his post game fit? Nah, it's like it was a great. Cream colored turtleneck of some sort. It was like, like a Marlon Brando. Cool it was like Marlon Brando offset. <laughs> guy's cool as hell. Right, so, so the Niners are fucking. They're they were never gone, but they're back, dude. Like I'm not, you know, that's that that's that's a get well game for them, and they're gonna get well over the bye week. So computer is very important. So Dallas, San Francisco, and Minnesota are our three. Yeah, well, the Eagles too. I mean, the, yeah, those are our three. Other the, than the Eagles, you know why the Eagles the, are who I thought they were exactly, though. and you know why that's a big win. I can remember like when we went on a run, some of the teams that we beat handily that we were supposed to, uh, you know that. That's as valuable as yes. beating a, a good team because in the NFL, any given week, and you saw what happened to the Bucks a couple weeks ago when they let the Steelers hang around. You know, Dolphins let the Steelers hang around, right? Okay, th- these are good teams, supposedly. Fucking the Eagles, they blow the doors off these guys. I, I stayed away from this game. I didn't bet it because I didn't know if we'd have a backdoor cover or something. A.J. Brown looked incredible. Jalen Hurts looks awesome. Okay, you pair these throws with the leadership that he's always had. 
I'm not saying I was wrong about the guy because I didn't think he was cheeks or anything. I just didn't think he'd be this good. I did not. I had no idea that he'd be an MVP candidate. I thought you surround him with pieces. You can prop him up. He'll learn. Same. His deep ball has always been pretty good. What he's doing now and what A.J. Brown has done so much for him is the inter- intermediate passing game um, that sets everything up for them. Uh, you know, like, And I feel like he hits the whole team with that men in black uh <laughs> Laser mind eraser, every yeah. The mind week, eraser, where he's like, yeah. We're not that good, yeah. Yep, we have to fucking show up and practice, yeah. Yeah, you know, forget everything, yep. And then you see him show up, and AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts set an early precedent for what the offense is supposed to look like in this game, right? You know, you see the deep yep. ball to AJ, and it's like, Wow, like we are outmatched. If I'm the other team, that's what I'm thinking early, yeah. It's when like, he throws that jump ball up to AJ Brown, and he goes up and gets it in the middle of the end zone, like, Come on, and by the way, the, the other. The other touchdown, the long ball to the right pylon was was on a fucking rope. I mean, it was just in a bucket, dude. So and Pascal the rascal. Oh yeah, Pascal got a little bit. Uh, yeah, got a little loose. play. ODU guy too. I found out yesterday. So um, impressive wins by all those teams. Yeah. But I, I, for me, it was the Niners. For y'all, it was the the, the Vikings and uh, the, the Cowboys. And I don't think there's a wrong answer there. Those are good teams. The NFC playoffs are going to be interesting. Niners at Eagles, NFC Championship. Oh, that's I, I, be, I think so. It's yeah. going to be awesome. I think so. No more um, Vikings? Well, you know. I, I, I think the Vikings We have yet are, to see if if uh, Kirk Cousins can play in that part. I want to see I'm somebody test Kirk's I'm not one of these clown shows cowboy who's like, well, I picked the Vikings at the beginning of the year, so I'm going to stick with them. Vikings, uh, they're, they're, they're pretty good. That's yeah. it. They are who I thought they yeah, were going to be. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty A lot good. better they're than not they great. were. Yeah. Pretty good, not great. If you live in the Charlottesville area and you listen to Greenlight, I appreciate you. Uh, I will I will appreciate you even more if you roll up to our hometown tailgate for the Chris Long Foundation. This is November 5th. Uh, we like doing black tie events. We like doing fancy stuff and raising a bunch of money. But you can raise money uh, in a t-shirt or a button-down, a pair of jeans. That's why I like tailgate events. That's why we're throwing this tailgate. We just, do, we just did one in Philly. It was awesome. The guys went up there. Uh, we did our Legends tailgate up there, raised a bunch of money. People came out and supported the foundation. I know Charlottesville will get behind the foundation. 9.30, November 5th, tickets are $100. They include a game ticket. You can expect good Mexican food. That's Guadalajara. If you're local, you know what that is. Um, you can expect a ticket to the UVA-UNC game, the oldest rivalry in the South. Um, you can expect some UVA alums walking around that thing. So you might see some football players you recognize. Uh, I'll be there. My family will be there. I'm excited um, for this tailgate because I love black tie events and that sort of thing, but you know I don't like dressing up. These tailgates are awesome. We did one in Philly. It was great. It's going to be even better in Charlottesville. I know it. So check out uh, Chris Long Foundation website, Waterboys uh, website to learn more information. Also Eventbrite and Facebook. It's $100 for a ticket, and that goes towards a spot at the tailgate and a game ticket. Uh, and it is in the the lot next to the ROTC building. So 9.30 a.m., November 5th, all proceeds benefiting our educational equity work, our clean water work. Um, and if you do have a ticket and you want to show up anyways, ticket's 75 bucks. And uh, 9.30, November 5th, you see some great people for a great cause. We had a couple AFC uh, matchups or AFC, big AFC wins. Um, let's start with, with you know, Early in the morning, uh, Sunday, which I love a morning game. Oh, it makes for too long a day. Do you think? <laughs> yeah. I love it because it, it, it clears the dance floor a little bit. You can feel the effect 
on the 1 p.m.s and the 4 p.m.s, there's less you can games. focus a little bit better. Yeah. There, the one less game makes a big, big difference. Um, and I love waking up and getting some brekkie, you know, mm. some American brekkie. Maybe watching Tops on CBS Sports. Yeah, watching that other pregame show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like f- one of the best in the business, Kyle Long, out there in a suit, <laughs> telestrating. Uh, you know, so uh, this game. I did bet the Jags. They're no longer on the uh, they're they're on the do not bet list. Um, the the Broncos overcame twelve penalties, ten in the first half, and one hundred ninety one yards on the ground, and won this football game. They they looked hapless for most of it. Like most of their possessions were were dog shit, but they they had three touchdown drives. One in the first half, which was you know it was a good drive and everything, but the two in the second half were interesting to me because you know you you can draw a lot of hope for a few reasons. Number one. The, the, the drive that won them that ball game, it consisted of a deep ball outside the numbers, mm-hmm. right? That's Russell's stuff. Vintage. Vintage. And then a third and five where Josh Allen got heavy on a rush and Russell killed Made him with pay. his legs. Yeah. You know, that is Russell Wilson. Collegiate Cougars. But, and we know he can do that. But what we don't know is if he's willing to take the, the profit, check down, work the middle of the field, uh, dink and dunk. And he did that on his second to last uh, touchdown drive. Where he found Dolchich, um, who's been a big pickup for them. He's gotten healthy. Broncos right. lead the league in penalties. Uh, they get a win yesterday, and they led the league in penalties yesterday. Yeah, Russell Wilson back. Hopefully, he's reading the room a bit more. Um, I don't know at, if he's. It, hopefully, he I think is. he's room illiterate. He's taking so much <laughs> shit right now in the media for his behavior That's off fun. the field. Mm. He needs to let his play on the field trump that. And to Reed's point this morning, the Broncos are scoring more every week. You know, exponentially more. Yeah. Uh, the offense is seemingly more capable than it has been. The defense is going to be what gets them at, uh, into the win column. Yep. Well, if you let Trevor Lawrence beat you, he won't. Yeah, yeah. He's, if you, if you let Trevor Lawrence everybody. lose the game, he will. And you know, like. It all comes down to they have a chance to go up uh, two scores, I think, early in that game. Uh, well, they do go up two scores, but two touchdowns. And he throws the ball right at fucking Justin Simmons's face. And Simmons, that was a big play because he had two penalties that drive, and the Broncos were kind of imploding. By the way, 93, that guy, uh, Reed, that tackle is a total stud. Had a huge third and nine sack late in that game. Um, to, 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 to keep them in that ball game. Uh, or that, They're actually Draymond. Draymond Jones. Draymond Jones, who who uh, where did he go to school? It was a big Ohio school, State. right? Ohio State. So that guy's a stud. Simmons played played really well in big spots. Um, and Trevor, you just can't throw that fucking ball, dude. It's not even third down. Like just burn the ball. I like that's the thing I don't understand. And Zach Wilson, it's like Zach Wilson oh, had the QBs. same thing. Young QBs, bro. <laughs> Zach Wilson after the game was like. Well, the second one I was trying to throw it out of bounds. Probably that was awful. Thrown it further out of bounds, and the third one. You know, I just can't do that. You know, like he, he was like a kid who was leaving his room, you know, when the parents are like, now tell me what you did, and then you can go back into the playroom. Like he was like, I, I can't do that stuff. I won't do it again. But I don't believe you. Dad, and why I, is Joe Flacco in my playroom? <laughs> Dad, why does, why does Joe Flacco and Mike White have the two highest EPA games uh, in, in, in over the last couple of years for the Jets? So Lawrence, man, you know, the pick at the end of the game, the pick in the end zone early, uh, the missing on third and eight, um, you know, like late in that game. I know it was, I'm pinpointing a random third down, but they're at midfield. You miss Marvin Jones on a gimme. And when you have Jags money line, everything feels like a big miss. But ETN's pretty good. Makes you realize why they traded away Robinson, but they need him to stay healthy. They need to find a second back. 
they, they were playing that uh, Hasty or Hastings guy. Hasty. Hasty. It seemed like everybody had it out for Hasty yesterday. They were all talking dog shit to Hasty. Um, but yeah, the Broncos. I love the, those Broncos jerseys. Yesterday. Okay, okay. You like now that? We, now we got to. All right, now we're you talking. You like this? I the am Broncos with the Broncos blue pants. You they, like this? They, okay, y'all, calm down. They did this refresh. Feels like a million years ago. We were like children when they did this when refresh they, the swoop on the pants yes and they have never worn this combo to my so knowledge good. because they thought they were hamstrung by the by the swoosh mis, mismatching they got the blue on the white jersey and the orange on the blue pant there. i all right i'm not going to go as far as what kyle's saying it was it was interesting to see i'll say that this is like an john. embarrassing thing in your browsing history you should keep this to yourself. that one's for john i think you're i think chris is right here on this but oh. it was like hey you know what? No, we can wear the blue pants. It doesn't matter if the swoosh it panel thing doesn't fabulous. match. I'm just glad they, they took a chance on it. it now, I'm, they need to redo the, the uniform. Take I'm off that panel. I'm incredulous right now. Take off that panel. I'm incredulous right now. That shit was hideous in, in my humble My opinion. God, I really think it's good looking. But do, Really? That blue and then that orange? I think it's classic. Pretty classic. simple. The, like classic, it looks, you mean like it looks and feels classic, like a home built in twenty two thousand twenty two that is made to look like nineteen yeah, eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did it right. I, I think it's I think it's hideous, but that's okay. It looks like a haunted house to me. Well, it's Halloween. Happy Halloween, yeah. So, Miami, Detroit. Okay, <laughs> what do you? Why don't you do the breakdown? Because I I can't talk about the Dolphins. That. The Dolphin, Dolphins fans, they're like fucking potty trained kids that are six years old and they got potty trained three years ago and they're like, Dad, I took a shit in the toilet myself. I'm like, <laughs> all right, can you flush? Like, you, you want, you want to, what do you want? You want a medal for beating the Detroit Lions? I would love to sit here and stroke the Dolphins and talk about how fast Tyreek Hill and Waddle are. The two really nice throws, that was it, that Tua made. Uh, that were tight window throws in the red zone. The 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 one ball, I think it was to Waddle at the left pile. Be yeah. beautiful, beautiful throw. The ball to Gisecki, it was put in a tight window. But then but, he underthrows Tyreek Hill, but, almost gets but, picked but, off. Uh, so you, but no, I, I I'm not even gonna say all that because like, listen, t- guys underthrow guys. Okay, like we started this argument a long time ago, which I don't even know. I said Tua can't throw the deep ball. He's he's not an elite. He's a middle class deep ball thrower. Yeah. Okay. Nothing has changed. Okay, the offense is really good. McDaniel can chef it up. This is a team whose ceiling is pretty high because of that scheme. Uh, and Tua is doing a great job of distributing the football. But like the, the, the debates I saw last week raging on online between Tua and Herbert, oh. or like RG3 last night tweeting, like I bet all the, the uh, almost intercepted crowd is, is all over Josh Allen. Well, the, the <laughs> unless you're ready to compare Josh Allen to Tua, just just everybody be quiet so like like here's the deal the the kit i think this is a wild card team i think they're dangerous i wouldn't want to play them uh but i'm looking at jared goff jared goff made a lot of great throws yesterday too he made a lot of throws that weren't even completions like they should have taken the they should have been up 31 17 going into the half well reynolds drop killed him in the second quarter that's a four point play that reynolds drops that ball in the end zone i'm not listen I don't want to have this conversation, but it, it, it tw- twists my brain in a fucking pretzel like some of these sidebar debates going on here. Just be happy Tua's pretty good, man. Tua's playing pretty good, and the offense is, is even better. I, like They would be the best offense in the league if Tua could throw a better deep ball. 
but because of the fact that Kyle, they, you be careful. Well, because you of have the fact people outside your house. Every time Tyreek has ten yards between him and a safety in a corner, Tyreek has to throw on the ABS to be able to fall back to get a deep ball. It, it hamstrings them in that regard. They have so much talent on that field, and they're they're kind of handicapped on the back end. And I will say that, but two is great intermediately. Yes. he can run to get yes. first downs. He can have back breaking. Uh, 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 He's likable. Illusions. Yeah, D- the Dolphins ruined. Tua for me. The Dolphins fans ruined Tua for and he's me. A lefty I, I fucking love and he's the guy. Why? What's not to well, love? Everybody should be rooting for Tua, but you yes. get like it's just, bro. Like the way this thing is swung, where it, they're so sensitive. You beat the Lions, and you want to fucking you you want a medal ceremony. They, sh- th- they should have lost to the Lions. And first off, shout out to Detroit fans. That looked like a really tough place to play yesterday. Yeah, and I concrete hated, jungle. I hated playing in Detroit. They got their concrete. No jerseys. matter who their roster is, you're gonna face a tough team. But I gotta say, I'm giving my hollow man to Josh Reynolds. Because Jared yeah. Goff at the end of the game had an opportunity to take the lead or tie the game yeah. to take the lead. Just take the lead. To on take the lead on the Dolphins. Two. On fourth and two uh, in enemy territory. Here you go. From the 36-yard line, Jared Goff stands in the pocket and delivers an absolute strike to Josh Reynolds, who would have had to make a tough catch. But you're trying to redeem yourself from earlier in the game going into the half. Uh, could have taken a 31-17 lead. Now you can go up 34-31 with a big catch here by Reynolds. The throw, you know, it's that close. Throw, eh? it, was, it was you can right make throw. a, it was a huge throw. play. What, what if Tua had made that throw? It would have been uh, Tua. No, no. If Tua no, made that throw, no, I don't think. I don't he, think it's a bad throw. He separated his receiver from the defender. Listen, only where he could catch. The it. bottom line is, I just hate the fact that I hate the fact that like we're having the wrong conversation here. I don't know. I'm, I'm here, hung here's up what on the headline this. should be: Dolphins survive. Dolph, dolphins sleepwalk the, exactly. the, the first the first 15 minutes and well, find themselves on. in dogfight, and they survive, and they look like. Like there's nothing new that I learned about the Dolphins this week. No. They got great receivers oh. and a guy who can get them the football underneath. But they haven't convinced me they're an elite team yet. But, hey they, guys. but they, be ready. People are going to want you. People are going to be in your mansions. It's okay, prove it to me. Hey, hold on. Well, don't worry. You got the the Texans, the Browns, and the Bears the next three weeks. So this should be an insufferable month if if you're tired of hearing about how the Dolphins are. A f- what you got, Mike? Dogs, here's what I will say. Yeah. They were down 14 at two different times. Yes. No, no matter who it is. Yeah. Okay. And Detroit, though one and six. Yeah. Within three points. I know they, they scored a lot late. Within three points of Philly. Yeah. Within three points of Seattle. Yep. They play hard. Yep. And outside zone was not working for what seems like the first time this year. Mostert couldn't get loose. So it had to be all through the air. And I know they're playing from behind, but they couldn't get those chunk plays from the running game. So. You know, good teams to they be do. able to come back should have that in their arsenal. And that would be the segment, if not for the insufferable people in I'm Miami. I'm with you there. I'm with you. Waddle might have the best celebration in football. Waddle's Waddle. awesome. Little, little penguin <laughs> waddling along. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. This team is is not a team I'd want to play in the playoffs. No. I'll give you that. I'm just glad I don't play defense because I wouldn't want to play against that. But they want a parade down there. Like legitimately, their fans are insane. They want a parade for beating the Lions. They want to go on a paseo. They want to go from Miami Gardens. Their college team beat the beat the Lions of the ACC as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a big win for Miami. I mean, like, listen, I don't want to rain on your parade, but like four overtimes. <laughs> I don't want to rain on your parade. Yeah, I listened to the overtime portion in um in the car mm-hmm. AM radio. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. John so like Freeman, that was quite out. the. I love the radio calls of games. I do too. I Thank would actually almost prefer to listen. Well, I would definitely prefer to listen to that the Miami Virginia game. 
I just feel like there's a lot of added value when you get somebody who's real gold standard when it comes to calling a game. No question, and that crew's really good. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to be too negative about the Dolphins. I'm just tired of the <laughs> mentions, bro. Like, I got people with the expect us pictures yeah. of Dolphins standing in the dark. Like, do you believe yet? Oh, yeah, I believe now. Dan Campbell almost got you guys. And Dan Campbell, man, like, they got to figure out how to win games, bro. Fake punt. Yeah. They almost did it. No, they did. And, you know, like, Dan didn't drop that ball. Dan didn't commit all those penalties in the second half. Like, they, they were behind the sticks the whole second half because of dumb penalties on first and second down. So, listen, that's the coach is responsible for that part of it. He's not responsible for the drops. Um, you know, there's no one coming to the rescue defensively. Aaron Glenn's not doing a great job. Uh, but the Dolphins survive, and that's what good teams do. Good teams survive. The Dolphins are a good team. That was nice. To bring Chris. it home. Lions are home for the Packers next week. Yeah. Guess the line presented by Bill Simmons. It's going to be Lions. Seven and a half. Lions plus four and a half at oh. home. No, no, no. Packers. Packers are struggling here. Uh, I think the, Lions I think the, plus three. And I think half. Vegas knows that the Packers win and cover and I, and go ahead. I agree with that. I bet it's three and a half. Oh uh, yeah. I should do. Well, these. I guess I'm betting the Packers. I should set these every week. Well, I haven't looked yet. I'm. I'm. This is my my the Chris Long's book. What uh, What are you setting it at? Packers by six. You don't see a lot of six. You see six. Oh, you see a lot of six. Not in the <laughs> NFC North. <you> know. <laughs> Most. <laughs> I see a lot of four. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I let's go five and a half. Five and a half. I, th I think I three and a half, four, three and a half. Four. Yeah. And that's probably what it'll it's, end up it's being. It's three and a half. Yeah. Three that's half. what it'll yeah. end up being. Bet the Packers. Nice, Kyle. Bet the Packers. Jets yeah. and Pats. Mm. A reeling Patriots defense going against Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson just beat himself. Like we talked about it earlier, him owning up to the bad throws, the terrible interceptions he threw, three of them. I mean, the saving grace about this team is that they've constructed a roster and a situation for whoever it is that they decide to come in and play quarterback is going to be inheriting a, a Porsche 911. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're going to have the health when the new guy shows up. They're going to have the roster built around them and the draft picks. Right now... Right now they got drunk Leo Right now they just don't have the, the guy in the driver's seat to be able to handle that car. Yeah. Yeah. Zach Wilson's pulling up to his house crawling out of the white Lamborghini. Yeah, like that's 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 like they need. He needs a governor. Now I'm not saying I'm not saying like trade Zach Wilson today or something, but no, but just temper your expectations if you're a Jets fan. Yes, you have a good roster and a good team, and you have a good coach and culture, and the defense is a ton of fun to watch, and you yep. got superstars at all three levels. Yep. But the reality is, your quarterback is going to keep you guys out of the games that matter the most. Bro, like look at these picks. Okay, this is a bad one. They're up ten three at this point. Right, Kyle. Ten three. The Jets are up. Judon pressures. Uh, you know, uh, Judon's a Zach menace. Wilson. Z Judon's had a really good year. The 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 three tech gets vertical and skinny like it's a T, but they bring pressure in the A gap, and then uh, Zach's got to throw the ball. Okay, that's a pick. That's a huge play because that turned. They're at midfield. Like, what if they go up seventeen three? You know what I mean? Like Mac Jones. Talk about getting dropped into two really on inopportune situations. Um. The second one, it's first down, and he just sidearms it to, to Devin McCourty so fucking nonchalantly. It's first down, dude. Burn the ball. You're outside the pocket. The game's called football. It's the most important thing on the field. You need That's to protect true, it at all costs. There's a context clue there. Yeah. It's, it's not called, yeah, it's not called Devin McCourty. <laughs> you know? What if it were? 
<laughs> we had a quarterback one time that threw a lot of interceptions, and yeah. uh, one of the veterans on the team on the defense got that quarterback the opposing jersey and said, this is what they're wearing. Don't throw it to them. Yeah, wow. He put it in their locker for game day. Yes. How did how'd that work out? It was, Sorry. it was funny. More picks? It Sorry. Funny. Less Jay. picks. I forget. It was okay. funny, though. So ah. then the third one, it's third and seven, and McCourty, you'd think like, oh, it's kind of a punt. Like, he, he you know, they're at the 40. They throw the ball down to the 23. Um, but, like, the play ends up, literally, he throws the ball. He gets pancaked by Judon. He's standing over him on the sideline, or it was Wise, who had seven pressures. Wise is standing over him at like the 42. McCourty catches it at the other 23. And McCourty runs out of bounds right over Zach Wilson. Like, so it's not a punt. You have to take care of the football. There's no good time to throw an interception. Fucking burn the ball, dude. Just burn the ball. And um, and on the bright side, the Jets defensive line, I mean, whether it was Huff forcing a, a turnover, whether it was, you know, Jacob Martin with that beautiful strip sack, like th- the guys inside, Rankins, Williams, Franklin Myers, they they have a great core. And, um, you know, I was watching that handshake between Bill and Sala. And, we, uh, you know, I was like, how's the handshake, guys? And they were like, yeah, I think it was re- respect levels were probably 10 out of 10. That was my reading on that deal. And Sala's I think, a lot taller than I thought, too. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's, a, he's a big guy. When that chin starts, he's, he's got, got that a, cower yeah, kind of thing. Like, say. Yeah, like, so. It's yeah. all passion in that chin. But, but I think Bill respects Sala, and he knows he's going to be there for a second, and Joe Douglas is building something. But I will be interested to see. Like, they're probably done wheeling and dealing after that, that Robinson trade. Um, but it sure does feel like Zach Wilson kind of rained on the parade yesterday when we that would have been a good barometer can you beat those guys in division uh wilson had a few nice plays but way more bad plays and you're looking at the rest of the season like maybe we're not our ceiling's not that high we lose how many in a row how many a row for new england over the jets i mean i think it's got to be i don't know honestly i don't know if they've lost them over the past few years i'm just curious i know that we, we beat them twice um 13th straight. I'm undefeated against the Jets. 13th straight anyway. win for the Patriots <clears throat> against the Jets. And I mean, yeah, some of these games, it's like when the Bears used to go to Lambeau. It's like, it doesn't matter how good we are or how bad they're playing. <laughs> you go play that team and you're like, fuck, they got our number. Kyle, it started when I became a Patriot, mm. I think. I think I started this streak, the Chris Long streak. Everybody okay with the roughing the passer? Uh, the at the end quarter, of the game, yeah. In the second or, quarter. Yeah, this was oh We're Mac Jones got six. bailed out hard on this thing. You know, like in That's to, a little aggressive in today's game, probably in today's game, probably. Now I had the Patriots and I screamed at Mac Jones so fucking loud at this moment. Yeah, we texted about that too. Uh, it was unbelievable. I was like Mac. Yeah, Zappy make me happy. Franklin Myers with, with Franklin Myers might be a hollow man because this game's totally different with that yeah. pick six. Yep. I mean, and it did not affect the pick. It wasn't like one of those things where he hit him and that's why the ball fluttered in the air. Like, this was Mac Jones making a terrible decision. He's totally bailed out by Franklin Myers. Gang Green, kind of a strange, uh, you know. Franklin Myers Law Firm. Nickname. Want to make a terrible throw and get away with it? I'll hit the quarterback late. Um, All right, so (laughs) that, that plays. If you're here in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. Sign up today to receive this special offer. 
New users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $25, get $50 in free bets. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't turn that down. Don't pass that up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Time for one word, Make Your favorite. Mm. Take us home. Okay. Atlanta and Carolina. My... Uh my word is shield, as in the NFL, because we don't want to see y'all's faces ever. <laughs> it yeah. is about the logo yeah. on the side of the helmets, yeah. and we want y'all to be uh, faceless, robotic. Gladiators. Gladiator machines. Don't take the right? helmet off. So, <sighs> honestly, it seems very punitive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yet, everybody knows the rules. Everybody knows the rules. And Will Blackman, my guy, he's screaming after the game about, don't be mad at DJ Moore. Don't be mad at DJ Moore. That's such a new media take. You know, like, he's drinking nothing is somewhere. the player's fault. Nothing is the player's fault. DJ Moore, just keep your helmet on. You win that game. And DJ Moore seemed to take it like a champ because he was kind of like laughing at himself on the sideline. And maybe this is DJ Moore's swan song. Like, maybe he's moving today. Uh, and by the way, I, we were talking about the Rams earlier. I cannot wait to see what kind of ridiculous move they make today. Mm -hmm. Just like overspending. The Rams are the guys that like spend on a sports car and they, they can't they afford their mortgage. They don't understand how a credit card works. But, but it works for, for a little while. They're like, oh, approved? Great. Oh, I'll get a belt card. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like. Fuck it. Um, okay. But, but DJ Moore, man, like I. I feel for him, but at the same time, just know the rules. Well, and the kicker—he then... already took his helmet off. He took his helmet off when he fucking yeah when he uh, dropped the ball on fourth down. Yep, yep. yep. Pinero misses the forty-eight yard extra point, but then he gets a shot to to win it again with a thirty-three yard field goal in overtime. He misses that too. So Pinero earring guy. Don't know if I can have a University fucking kicker with earrings dude. on. He's got always got a clean lineup. Right yeah. Now. So here's the deal. I had Carolina. I had Carolina catching four. There you go. When DJ Moore lost that or ball on fourth and whatever it was at midfield, and then uh, the Falcons got the ball back, and it was that terrible situation where the game's over, right? But you know the, they have just enough timeouts to 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 make them kick a field goal in this situation. And I'm just, I'm in a, it's pain, dude. It's just pain in the studio. And then go PJ. That's my PJ. Fucking throws the ball 67 and a half yards, air yards, bro. The, the highest air yards completion since they started charting next-gen stats. See Mahomes' wow. tweet? Oh, what did he say? Yeah, didn't he say that has to be the throw of the year right there, without a doubt. Incredible. Some, something along those lines. And nobody saw it. Me and Patrick Mahomes, the only people that saw How it. How cool is that? How cool is that? Patrick on a bye week. like PJ checks his mentions on the bus. And he's yeah. Like, Fuck yeah, Well, dude. think think about it. For PJ Walker, and this is why I feel so bad for the Panthers. And not even close, he said. Because, because yeah, not even close. And it's a beautiful throw. Oh. A beautiful throw. Uh, and, and it's in the biggest situation. This is like the stuff you very rarely see. Like, this is one of those wild end-of-game finishes like the Miami Miracle or something or the Minnesota Miracle. Like, this is one of these fucking miracles out here. It's, it's Steve Wilkes and P.J. Walker after Matt Rule was given a million, billion, bajillion dollars to fucking spit on his, his Q-zip and, 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 and play 
dying QB roulette with fucking Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. And then you had this PJ Walker guy here who breathes new life into this fucking offense. XFL energy. Foreman's running hard. Hubbard's running hard. Uh, you know, over the last couple of weeks, PJ Walker beats Brady, gets Brady off the sticks, basically, and then is a hero in Atlanta. And you come up short and you could be in the driver's seat in the NFC South because you, you took your helmet off. Now, I'm not trying to rake this guy over the coals, but yeah, just keep your helmet on and you win that game probably. Although Pinero did fucking miss an overtime, which probably makes DJ Moore feel a little better because it's the kicker's fault, especially ultimately. Spread the blame around a little bit. Yeah, dude. So I, my word is cocaine because that's what I felt like I was on up in Studio J. Like, that was incredible. Like, start to finish. Well, more at the finish because I totally checked out of the first 45 minutes of that ball game. My word is uh, Mariota. You know, he threw two picks, but he had three touchdowns. He had a huge run at the end. Um, and I, it's kind of the rev- – my, my word is actually revival. Okay. Because of all these quarterbacks we're seeing from yesteryear have success. Yeah, dude. And, and the keys are more in Marcus Mariota's hands in that offense, and I think they let him do more yesterday against a team they knew that wouldn't overwhelm them yeah. roster-wise. They said, okay, Marcus, throw the ball a little bit more. Before we go to the next game, did you all catch the Tyler Lockett soundbite? I did. What did he say? He said, it's amazing what you can accomplish when when no one cares who gets the credit. And then he went on to say more, but of course they pulled that out and they were like, that's a shot at Russ. And it very well might have been, but when I watched the video, it came across way different than the quote read. Yeah, absolutely. And then after the quote, he said, that's what my high school basketball coach used to tell me. These rookies came in. They don't even, they don't, you don't say two words um, and they make plays and the whole thing. And you know, I think he was just talking about the fact that they're playing team football. I don't I don't often say that. That's not true. I do say this. I do gas up my guy. Chris, you're exactly right. Thank you. You're exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And Taken Twitter, out of context. On Twitter, Tyler Lockett said, people need to stop reaching. I've said this quote like five to ten times since I've been in the league. Stop looking for a story. Should be easy to find, Tyler. Enjoy our team. It's in the database. Let's go see if we can find Tyler Lockett saying this exact thing five to ten times. And if he hasn't. Over under six. Uh, I'll take the under. under. I think he's probably said it three times. Okay. Um, but his basketball coach is still saying it. Yes. Um, Vegas uh, and New Orleans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Malvin <laughs> Kamara. Farewell. That, this is interesting. And I was going to let it go. I was like, you know, the, the kid, little kid trying to like, uh, veins are popping out of his head. He's trying to hold in a whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah, the, that yeah, man. Yeah, 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 that kid. I think Marcus prefers Mariota, and Alvin definitely prefers Kamara. But you're zagging on those two. You know, <laughs> and it's I all fucking good. the pathology police I think, here. I think the important thing is I know how to spell Speech them. Speech pathology. Uh-huh. And I know their first names. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's sure. really it. Well, and the lead might just be that I'm I'm an asshole. But I just, I, I couldn't I couldn't help myself. It's hard. There's a lot of names. There's a lot of different pronunciations for names. I hate when names. people say Tunga Vailoa. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, buddy, it's right there on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> the CBS yeah. motherfuckers love to say Tunga Vailoa. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. So 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 let's let's do Washington <laughs> Indy. Yeah, well this is all week. My, my, I want to apologize for yeah. what I just said, but I couldn't help myself. Yeah, no problem. I wasn't in control there. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. My words waste. And it's and it's Devante because man, it feels like Green Bay would be a whole lot better with him and uh Vegas isn't isn't maximized. Ironically, I chemistry, thought chemistry. I thought and this is what got me into trouble with Dolphins fans. I thought the Adams um signing would be better in Vegas than the, the Hill signing in Miami because I just didn't think 
McDaniel was this much of a wizard. But it makes perfect sense. I mean, like, you know, that perfectly suits their skill set down there. Get the ball to him and 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 make it happen. Where Devontae, I just feel like, especially on a day where I don't know what his numbers were yesterday, but Waller was out. Like it just has not it it has not paid off. For we them. talked about how their offense isn't gelling at all. And I think a big deal is Josh McDaniels, what is he, like 13 and 21 as a head coach? He's a QB whisperer. It kind of reminds me of the Adam Gase situation when he was come in and, and asked to solve the problems in yeah. Miami and in the Jets offense. And it just doesn't pan out well. Like, you can go acquire these guys, but when a, when a free agent comes to your team and you're all learning a new offense – it's it's not as there's incongruity there, mm. um, but the Raiders had they kept Basacha, had they stuck with their guns offensively and said this is the strength of our team, then guys like Max Crosby can rush with a lead. Yeah, then that team can start playing together. But right now it's like they came across fifty yard. I line. still think they pull it together. I think they pull it together and they're in it at the end as far as a playoff berth is concerned. I, I just think there's too many good players on the field. I think this was a dud. And I think um, New Orleans is better than people think. I, I think They're a New tough Orleans, football team. It depends on what, and Carmichael is probably going to get looked at, right, as a head coach. I mean, like, he, he's, you know, you, you, you were not so hot on De- Dennis Allen as a head coach, um, but Carmichael has done a great job as an OC. They've gotten the most out of Taysom Hill. Like, when, when Kamara's in that game, uh, they are fucking really dynamic offensively they've got a lot of pass catchers and they could be in the market for uh for a quarterback i mean they're going to be in a market for a quarterback and they could go the other way today there's there's buzz about camara being in in trade and that's and that was my word farewell because that guy if this is the last Mm -hmm. game he went out with a bang uh and 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 he's been tremendous there i mean he's been one of the most fun players to watch a guy with all like McCaffrey he has all the tools but can fucking run the ball between the tackles can go catch it can can you can split him out i mean he has been if anything as much of a star as he's been i think he's been underrated strangely um remember that 6 td game scored 6 tds against whom i think it was thanksgiving thanksgiving it was yeah against somebody yeah well he's he's amazing and if this is the Atlanta. last game uh, for for the Falcon or for the, the Saints rather down there uh, with with Alvin Kamara, it, it hats Vikings. off to him. Vikings, Vikings, Vikings. Um, Vikings Washington Indy. Oh, I love it. Backyard, my city. Mm-hmm. This is my city. My word is marbles because mm. that team has marbles with ta- Taylor Heineke. Shout like to a Pedro Serrano. Game doesn't it? Like. Like the one With guy less takes scoring. over. It just one yeah. guy takes over when yeah. it matters most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary Terry. Scary is a good word for this game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Topical. Uh, and, Heineke waits for the rush to like touch him before he yes. like like backs up two feet, steps up, finds room, and then throws it. But it's got to hit him like a wave. Yep, yep. Before he's ready to go. The big the big play was the little f- dump off that he had uh, before the two plays that scored before the McLaurin bomb. He dumped off under under duress. To his check down, and it was like a Mahomes type play. You like, sure that's oh, not yeah, Brett yeah, Favre's yeah. kid? Yeah, like it, it was an amazing. And that play <laughs> will go unnoticed. It's not going to make the highlight reel, but that play extended the drive and gave them an opportunity after the break, after the commercial break, to make their their go at it. And they had a, multiple fourth downs in in the second half to Samuel, who's had a big year. Another guy who like I'm surprised is working out so well for him this year uh, in Washington. The things I had heard was like not a great fit buyer's remorse that whole thing maybe he's on the trade block today as we speak i mean sell him high and if jamin davis who makes a lot of plays 
doesn't stop them down at the goal line. Uh, it's 20 to seven uh, instead, and they don't have the luxury of, of, of trying to kick that field goal to get it to 16, 10 or whatever it was. Um, so there were a bunch of little big plays in this game. Um, you know, you, you, you've got Heineke on fourth and two to Samuel. You've got fourth and six to Samuel. Um, you know, he, he threw some, he threw a pick, he, he threw a couple bad balls, but just keeping the play alive to get the ball to fucking McLaurin, who, I mean, to take the ball from Gilmore. That was sick. One of the best corners of our generation down there in a jump ball situation where Gilmore's got size on him, the whole thing. That guy, two weeks in a row, is just putting the team on his back. He's unbelievable. McLaurin, he, he is he is him. And they didn't and he has sc- arrived. And they I mean, didn't like, score, but the whole, you know, everybody in the stadium knows it's game over. They line up on the two-yard line yep. over on QB sneak. Yep, but yep. That, I mean, fuck, McLaurin is just that guy. Dude, and, and here's the thing, like, he's been that guy despite who he's had throwing him the ball. So all these young, great receivers, I think – for some reason, McLaurin gets docked because of where he plays, I feel like, and who's throwing him the ball. Like People aren't, aren't jazzed up about the commies. And, I, uh, I asked their left tackle, Charles Leno Jr., about, I said, you know, we're friends, so I asked him, hey, who on the team you know, would I get along with? You know, yeah. Who do you really like? And he said, you know, it's, it's interesting. The, the coolest guy on the team is probably Terry McLaurin. Yeah, dude, he just seems like he's got juice in that locker room, a yeah. leader. He, he, he's an old rookie. He was an old rookie. I mean, he was like 23 or 24. LDS. Yeah, so uh, he did, he doesn't oh, like man. Liberty Flames. Uh, well, so I I um I'm just I'm happy for him. He seems like a great guy. He really does. Great great kid. Great player. Same, um, same draft as Debo, AJ Brown, DK, Deontay Johnson. What a draft! Yeah, big receiver draft. And he's up there towards the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for out of sure. all the guys you just named, I mean. I don't know what Debo looks like outside of Shanahan offense. Like, I know what Terry McLaurin looks like with Carson Wentz and fucking Taylor Heineke. And, well, and he's certainly ahead of guys drafted above him like Marquise Brown, Nikhil yep. Harry. Debo's yep. like Duvernay. Ortega Whiteside. So, great game for the last 15 minutes especially. No doubt. Um, last one, TV. Tennessee Houston. My word's Jesus, as in Christ. <laughs> As in uh, the cross, as in Derrick Henry's nose ring. That's, I mean, the cross and the nose is 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 comparable, getting comparable to LT's lightning bolt LT. He know. knows God. He know he nice. That's a nose. You got that? Pun intended. He never looks tired when he goes to the sideline either. Like he goes to the, uh, he never looks like beat up at all physically. He yeah, goes yeah. to the sideline. They give him his water. He's like a horse. He yeah. goes to the sideline. They yeah. give him his water. He eats a carrot and then he comes back in the game <laughs> and, and he fucking runs just down runs, your throat. It just runs through people. Two hundred yards. It's the most fun guy to watch in the NFL. I know Josh Allen's oh. fun, Mahomes is fun, but every time that he gets the ball, it's an assault and battery. It's a breaking and Kyle, my charge. word's assault. Great. My word is assault because we, we fought over, I could not believe watching that game that we fought over that Houston, that Houston plus three. I should have let you took Houston yeah. catching three. And, you know, isn't it funny how reactive people are overreactive, the whole Tannehill versus Malik Willis thing in the preseason. Do you remember that? Where he played Baltimore and he had a couple nice throws. He had a bad pick too, but everybody was like, I ah, don't worry about that bad pick. We don't like Ryan Tannehill. We're tired of him. We're tired of the guy that's taken us to the playoffs and done all this shit. Well, Derrick Henry's most of it, but but you know, fuck this guy. We, we saw three throws from Malik Willis. Malik Willis is not ready right now, bro. And it speaks to the, the Titans. 
the coaching staff, the players. We talked about Vrabel and Ben Jones last week, that embrace. Like, they're just so fucking scrappy. They can win so many different ways. And one way I think that they're pretty comfortable winning is running Derrick Henry into a super loaded box. I mean, I think he had... Um, what was it 118 on uh, against the lo- uh, loaded box looks That's yesterday? So, for, I mean, people don't understand football is such a numbers game, and when you start talking about the box running against a six versus an eight man box, the game changes so much. It's like being in the red area as yeah. a quarterback; the, yep. the space gets shrunk Spacing. down, windows are tighter. The same thing with that eight man box. But Derrick Henry says, "Hey, go fuck yourself." Yeah, he's like John Snow. You know the 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 picture. What was that? The Battle of the Bastards or yeah, something? Yeah, where Battle he's pulling his sword out of his sheath. Yeah, brand. which Chris and Mike Tarico they could fumbling over what is because sh- Jair Alexander did a sword uh, fucking celebration again. Yeah. He was down three scores, <laughs> but he did a score celebration, and, and they were like. Oh, he's putting his sword back in his holster. Mike Tarico, read a book, man. (laughs) Fucking, uh, you know, like maybe I should be in the booth, but I could, I'll be a spotter. It's a sheath. Sheath. It's a sheath. Our mascot's a fucking cavalier. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I I don't know, man. That that was uh, impressive. The most uh, yardage against uh, stack boxes uh, by any player in a game since 2020, week nine. The, the, uh, the, the last guy to run for that many yards against a stack I'm gonna box. I'm going to guess Derrick Henry. Yeah. yeah. And he leads the league against stack boxes by like a fucking country mile, dude, over the last five, six years. The guy's amazing. Um, and here was the fun part of this game. Okay, I lost the I lost the plus three, but I had Sorry. put them in a big teaser that could have swung my whole afternoon at plus 11. Uh-huh. And if you're watching that game in the second half, Davis Mills... Like, they can't get out of the shadow of their own end zone. It was the most frustrating thing I've ever seen. That's a bad And it came down to one fucking drive. They're down 17. So all I need is the cover. And uh, and they throw that fucking deep ball to Brandon Cooks, under a minute left to go. That and the DJ Moore catch, it's enough for me, dude. <laughs> Whatever happens the rest of the week, that's enough for me. And that that's gambling, man. You know, like... That's why you do it. I mean, that that the the jolt of dopamine that I got from those two improbable catches was unbelievable. But ultimately, assault because that was hard to watch if you were a Tennessee. Te- Houston reminds me of our old St. Louis Rams teams. Mm. Honestly, like guys out there making plays on defense that I'm like, well, he's not going to be in the league long, but they just don't have any good players, and uh, and it's kind of hopeless. It feels really rough. It sucks playing. It sucks playing, particularly playing well as a player on a bad team it's like the most demoralizing thing for sure but i just could definitely empathize with there were a lot of guys out there that wouldn't be getting snaps anywhere else and 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 they're just not that good hey guys yeah. hey guys yeah. houston hosting the philadelphia eagles on thursday, thursday night. Night. We're hey, taking- hey watch out watch out you saying watch out watch out okay Watch out. Okay. That's what does all watch I'm out mean? Watch let's, out. Let's quantify what this means. Watch out. Is it going to be close? Are they going to win? Uh, watch out. I what can't. do you think the line is? Okay. 14? 12 and a half. Uh, you guys are all over it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say 13. Yeah. For the, with the, with the hint. <coughs> I, I, hey, watch out. Okay. Watch out. I'm watching out. Just watch okay. out. Okay. The best moments in a sports fan's life are in football season. I'm not talking about September. I'm not talking about the first week in October. I'm not even talking about the second week in October. I'm talking about when it gets colder, the temperature drops, the games get bigger, the hits get harder, and you can curl up and watch some meaningful football. I like to do it with a Miller Lite from the fridge and a cold, frosty mug from the freezer. Frosty mug, meat, 
a cold, beautiful can of Miller Lite from my fridge. That's teamwork. We come together, we can make a great play out there. And the, and the best play to make on a Sunday is a nice cold Miller Lite and a frosty mug at home. That's my favorite thing. Maybe a fire in the fireplace. Yeah, now we're talking. But Miller Lite, it's an original and it's more than that. It's been a fan favorite since 1975. The best part, no matter how your team plays, Miller Lite is always a winner. The perfect beer for Sundays, I gave you the, the hot tip. Having that frosty mug is a lot like having home field advantage. I mean, like, it just makes everything better for your boy and your boy's friends who file in every Sunday to enjoy cold, ice-cold Miller Lite uh, at, at, at my house. I mean, we have a lot of people over, and i got to have the Miller Lite stocked up. A lot of light beer cuts back on the most crucial ingredient, flavor. Just 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving. Miller Lite, quick on its feet, heavy hitting on flavor. No wonder it's been MVP from day one. This football season, enjoy the sweet taste of victory with Miller Lite, the original light beer. Find it pretty much anywhere beer is sold. Go to MillerLite.com slash GreenLight for delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. We can transition into Miller Lite mentions. Miller Lite, the um, official beer of the Green Light Pod. Great, ta- great, great taste. taste. Great taste. Great taste. Great taste. Last feeling. Yeah. Um, I had one yesterday. I slugged one after DJ Moore caught that ball. I just felt so good. Oh, okay. Best plane ride. Uh, for the reason that you already mentioned, the Miami Dolphins. In the month of November, it is Bears, Browns, by Texans. So they should be 8-3 and three going into December, down 14 twice. We've talked about it. They escape. They're, uh, they're in a good spot. Where does that put them? Uh, eight and three it, coming out of uh, out of December. Um, that would be, I would say, if you had to look at it. I mean, it'll be second place in the AFC East and it, probably the top wild card. So the Chiefs, who have, uh, which I mean, like, do we all agree that we think the Chiefs are better than the Dolphins? I know outside of people in Miami, yes, like they think they're better than the Chiefs. They do really? Oh, for sure, bro. Wow. Bro, yeah, they, that's delusional. Get yeah, help. you see why I'm fucking all wound Get up? Get help. Get help. Okay, but all right. So the Chiefs got the Titans, the Jags, the Chargers, and the Rams. Okay. One of those could be tricky. They're probably both eight and three, I'd say. A couple of them are, are tricky. So they could be tied with the Chiefs. Uh the 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 uh, the damn Chargers could close some ground. I mean, they've got a big matchup with the the Niners coming up off of the Niners bye week on Sunday Night Football. That's going to be a thing of beauty. Mm-hmm. Maybe a Bevel Conway, um, and then uh, and then you've you've also got a couple teams in the AFC North. Like they're going to be right in the mix. The Titans are five and two. Surprise, surprise. They just won't go away. So going into December, the Dolphins are going to be right where they want to be. Yeah, at worst seven and four. That ball and, doesn't get thrown further in the winter months. And dude, yeah, yeah, and okay, the ball weather gets colder. Thermodynamics, sort of thing. yeah, okay, but um, thermal dynamics or thermo, the ball, thermo, the ball, yeah, because less humidity to for the ball to cut through. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The Dolphins are pretty good, man. They they are pretty good. That's okay, plane ride. Niners, yep, Niners. I mean, it's a short, short plane ride. Um, it's a short plane ride. They they beat up on their their rivals. They're they're getting well. Um, they're going back to the bye. 
best plane ride was what I'm assuming was a very nice private plane that Patrick Mahomes and his buddies took to Lubbock, Texas to go watch the mm. Texas A&M Red Raiders. And the marching band actually came out and did a, a rendition of the Mahomes lettering on the field. Wow. Pretty cool. Guns That's up. fucking sick. Did yeah. they win? And did you went to Texas game? Tech. And yeah. you still get the fucking the marching band at your at your disposal. Yeah, it's pretty cool when a guy when a guy can That's called juice. Yeah, the marching band shows up for you. Yeah, yeah. Worst plane ride. Did they win the game? Did Texas Tech win the game? No, I mean they won. They have Patrick Mahomes. Okay. No. Didn't he go to oh he went to Lubbock. Oh, I thought you said uh, I thought you said Texas and I fault. think he might have said that. He might have said it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you said Texas. Tech. Okay, so I was like, that's weird. He's just my taking best, over other college towns. Roxanne, my best plane ride this week was Patrick Mahomes and his buddies going back going to, to Lubbock. To you watch said Texas Lubbock. Tech. Yeah. I'm yeah. just making sure. My brain's know. broken. Me too. I was like, damn, Mahomes just at the midnight yell. They also no. they also lost forty five to seventeen. Like, <laughs> but they had a great okay, halftime right. performance. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Lubbock, man, like, hey, it's a fun town. You know, Patrick has juice. No offense to Lubbock, I'm sure it's fun, but like, there's not a lot of trees. I would imagine it's like kind of desolate. A lot of hunting. Yeah. Well, like, hey guys, we're going somewhere fun on the bye week. I'm getting a PJ. The whole thing. Who's in? You're headed to Lubbock. Oh it's like shit! Look Wayne's at this place. world where they fucking. Well, he's from Texas. They're going to so Delaware. He's going home. First Google image way. result. Like that's the best they got to offer. It's Stop a. It's, it. it's it's a one tall. Hotel, Dude, motel. find me a tree in Lubbock. I seriously. Find me a tree. I don't see. You can't. I, there's one over there. Okay, you can't. A little so, bit. Anyways, worst plane ride, uh, I'm going to give it to the Raiders. Yeah. I mean, that's a long trip. I don't even think getting Drago's after the game, the fried oysters that they give you after the Saints beat mm -hmm. the dog shit out of you. I remember holding my Drago's after we lost 47 to 7. <laughs> like, at least I have Drago's. But it's not enough, dude. That's a tough plane ride. I'm with you. Vegas. Two and five. Wasn't supposed to be this way. What's your worst flight? Vegas. Vegas. Two so, okay, same flights? Yeah. You guys are on the same flight. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm uh, taking the worst flight with the Jacksonville Jaguars because obviously it's a long flight. And, and your guy isn't the guy right now. Yeah, no, he's not. Everybody's staring at seat 1A and it's just beautiful locks. And yeah. they're like, why isn't Goldilocks dominating? Yeah. That's a great point. We have his college running back here. Yeah, like, let's make. Yeah, this we got the whole thing. <laughs> we brought we you Dabo here. Who's in? Who uh, was y'all's head coach? Always in one A, like so front row. Aisle? So the first class, the proper first class section, which is like the lay down seats and stuff, are at the front of the plane. That's ownership. That's GM. That's head coaches. That's family. Maybe on your it's shitty franchise. Team. And then we sat. Right. We sat in the. Business class. That's why the Bears got bad karma because you can't Chiefs do that. Chiefs did the shit. same thing. Okay, well they have Patrick Mahomes. Okay, but but like in New England, Bill, greatest coach of all time, he would let the fucking the 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 vets sit up there. We did that with was John Fox's regime. Yeah, because he's was Bill a all the way back? empathetic man. Bill was yeah. back there and coach in row twenty seven. Bro, wow. he was back there like a normal human being. Wow. Yeah, dude. And so if Bill can do it, so can worst flight sitting Matt Nagy <laughs> or fucking. But he was on the aisle, right, Bill? I'm sure. I'm sure he was on the aisle. I try not to make eye contact while I was going to the bathroom. You know, especially after the games where I'm that's out of a my bad gap. plane ride when when Russ is going down the aisle dapping up everybody. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, like I'm Jesus. trying to fucking here sleep. he comes mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. Fuck. Okay, Bevel Conway, this is interesting. Give me your, your take. Uh, I'm going back to the college ranks. It's Ohio State at Penn State. It was it was great looking. Okay. White, Navy, white. Ohio State in the uh, the 
scarlet and gray do they yeah, call it the gray white gray yeah. it popped I, I hope you didn't puke too much too much during my broncos jersey analysis because <gasps> i'm not going to go with oh the broncos but this one oh might God. thwart vomit uh detroit miami I loved. Fucking I don't like. I don't table. like the Detroit all grays. I'm not crazy about the Dolphins jersey, but something about. Wait, 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 wait. Something whoa, about whoa, he hates whoa. both jerseys. Listen, okay. Something about around. the combination. Two wrongs make a right. Two wrongs make a right. Especially when it comes to Ford Field matchups. Something about that lighting. Shout out to the Ford. You field. like the Ford Field lighting? <laughs> I. This is, is this, a, this is mine. This no, is no, it's good. Part. It's good, and this is our take on yours, which is that. You might be, maybe <laughs> you got hit in the eye, like fucking, like Bellinger. Bellinger. I thought it was cool looking. Yeah. Detroit's concrete jerseys, dude. But pair that with Miami's. I mean, okay, like, loud, no, Miami's bright. all whites are cool. I mean, like, they're, they're the Miami's objectively one of the best looking teams in the league. I mean, if you really zoom in, all right, hey. all whites versus all grays. It's cool. If this That's game not, was not played cool. outside, maybe. On the turf, but I, I didn't play in the game. That so turf, the turf is, turf do you remember good. how hard that turf is? I didn't play in it, so it looks good. No, but you remember you used to play in awful. on that, it was the turf is like concrete. Yeah. The concrete jerseys, concrete outside the stadium, concrete fucking the fields. Pistons can dribble on that turf. <laughs> Okay, my Bevel Conway is these uh, is this homeless encampment I walked by this weekend <laughs> in an alley, Kyle. Where? I'm just joking. Okay. No. I, I was like, okay. I just like where? <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm making a joke off of your. I know. Tent I, City. That, that's what you're calling the Detroit Miami matchup. Yeah. Am I? Yeah. Okay. So, I um, I'm gonna go with last night Sunday night football. It was beautiful. The you know it was beautiful. I I think you know Bills all blue, not my favorite, but it really the yellow was popping, man. And it was. It, it, it's always beautiful when you got a packed house up there at that stadium, man. The heaters think, are going well, the, and that that red light, that mezzanine section, Those like are heaters. Are, is that a is that a heat lamp? Do people walk out of there with like sunburns? No, no, no. no. Like, they had a heat lamp when I went to watch him play. Uh, actually, vanquish yeah, Josh but, Allen. But at Highmark, whatever the hell it is, it's it's that really red light. They also have weird stadium lighting. It's like white. The stadium lighting is like white. It's like they they had like FEMA rolled in some fucking lights. That middle section is like Easter brunch. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a carving station. Mm -hmm. It's lamb, mm -hmm. and they're keeping it warm, mm -hmm. like all them folks. They have food up there. Or you just this is a metaphor. So it's, the heat lap. It's, it's, the heat oh yeah, lap those people. Are the, those people are the the turkeys. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. the. They're yeah. the yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta draw it. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> St. Louis Memorial Award. This goes again. Hold on. This goes to the person that that, that was that was balling in obscurity yesterday. Yeah. Hey, hold on a minute, player. Bevel, what do y'all think about the? Uh, oh yeah, you got the Bears orange. Just they went back to it. No, I'm, I'm out. not good. I'm yeah. out. I'm, I'm out. out on it too. Yeah. If you're gonna do it again, I kind of want to see it with the with the navy helmet. No, I'm but out. Let's just not I'm do out, it. Period on the orange. Yeah. Period. Okay. All right. Falling in obscurity, St. Louis. I'm going. Oh. I'm going Isaiah Simmons. Okay. He he played great. Yeah. He made a couple big plays at the end of that game. Yep. Good player. Good player. They're, that's a cool little defense. Zayvon Collins, Marcus Golden. Also good for him because early on they were like, oh, he doesn't have a, a, a role. Like, right. what the fuck? Uh, you draft this guy pretty high. But he's he's been an impact player for them. Buda Baker. Chris Long Buda Baker. Buda Baker. Chris Long knows Buda Baker's fast. Okay. Hey, Buda Baker. Buda Baker's fast. Let me just say that one more time on mm -hmm. this podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. 
mine, yeah. St. Louis Rams Memorial, Russell Wilson <laughs> doing calisthenics on the ride home. Like nobody saw it. <laughs> Guys are sleeping, obviously, because you can obviously sleep through that. But he just keeps, I guarantee he did it on the ride home too. Guarantee if he, he did it on the ride home. So I, I'm giving the St. Louis Memorial Award to Russell Wilson on the, no, I'm going to give the award to everybody else on the airplane. Right. For having to power through that and just because you want to act like everything's okay and that's totally normal. Yep. To be doing Richard Simmons stuff at 30,000 feet. That was my fly on the wall watching oh, Russ okay. on, on the way home. But yeah. nah, it's, it's, uh, I would love to see it though. You're right. That's yeah. a great, that's a great mention. Every yeah. week you get to, uh, see Justin Jefferson catch deep balls from Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins is uh, safe in that pocket. It's because of that left tackle, Christian Derrissaw, number 71. Really, really powerful base, can sit on any bull rush. Um, I've yet to see anybody really overpower him. I like Christian Derrissaw a lot, and it speaks volumes. I was talking to Adam Shine from uh, CBS Sports, and and he had a talk with Kevin O'Connell, and when Adam was asking him who he wants to talk, like, who do you guys want to talk about? He's like, I don't care what you talk about, but we're talking about Christian Derisaw too. Yeah. That speaks volumes when your head coach wants to talk about you like that and no you're an question. offensive lineman. No question. Balling in obscurity. He's no on question. an all-pro trajectory. Good for him. Y'all got a fly on the wall? Yeah, I do. Uh, I want to know what the fuck Robert Kraft and Bon Jovi talk about during a game. Mm. Like, I want to just sit there and hear their conversation up in the, in the luxury suite. They talk I about the Navasink River. I think most guys, white guys in their 60s, look like John Bon Jovi. But I was able to pick him out of a crowd yesterday up in that luxury box. Uh, I was Leo on the couch. And uh, and I want to know what they're talking about. What do those two rich guys talk about during a game? Is Bon Jovi a smart football fan? You know, does he know what to say, what not to say? Yeah. Does Robert Kraft care? Is he just starstruck? Does Robert friends? Kraft know? No, I don't know. Might be a lot of... Uh, that was a good play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good play. So this is yeah. viewing party? Mac Jones says a pick ball. six. What does Bon Jovi say? He's halfway there. He's to the 30. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's good, yeah, huh? That is good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You got a fly on the wall, Kyle? Yeah, my, uh, my fly on the wall is the family section at the Colts Stadium where Terry McLaurin's entire city was... Um, Naptown? Because Naptown is Terry's city. And I feel like that would have been lit. And the after party? <laughs> Come on. After party? They got to get on a fucking plane. Not his family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, if they're from there. So for my viewing party, it would be in Andy Reid's office during the bye week, finding out what makes him tick. Because I have written down here, he's 20 and 3 in the regular season after a bye week, and 26 and 6, including postseason. Andy Reid. One of the best to ever do it. Obviously an offensive mastermind, and he has all these weapons now. I'd love to see what he does during so the week because he's such a football guy. Great taste, less filling. Okay, viewing party. Tennessee Titans are taping their little ankles. They're getting ready to play the Houston Texans with Malik Willis. And they're, you know, because we have TVs on in the fucking training room. And I want to know what these guys are thinking when they're watching A.J. Brown catch three yeah. touchdowns in the first half. Like, oh, we couldn't pay him? Now, I know that... You know, the money's a little bit different. The cash is different, but the, the, the cap hit's not too much different for what you did to get Robert Woods. Right. So, yeah. I like, I'm sitting there, and if I'm getting my ankles taped in Houston, getting ready to play the Texans, like, damn. Like, we are three-point dogs Good call. to the Texans. I wonder how much different it would be if A.J. Brown was here. Mm-hmm. Hey, 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 I got, two, uh, I got two here. That's not how it works, but I want to hear them. Okay, so Quay Walker 
Oh, Quay Walker, and it's not what you think, but I'll get into that too. Quay Walker went to Georgia and got a Georgia tattoo, and then he gets drafted by the Green Bay Packers to have the exact same logo. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. How pumped up was he? That's super cool. That's super cool. That's two birds with one stone. That's super if cool. If he had gone to Grambling, yeah. uh, maybe Transfer he gets a graduate degree. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Now, if if the officials are like, if they get in their earpieces, hey, it's not a coach. It's a practice squad tight end that he pushed. Yeah. Is he not tossed? No, I think he put his hands on McDermott, too, as he was walking onto the field. McDermott I don't know if that's what put his hands on him. I know, but you know how these people are. Like, <laughs> a bunch of fans couldn't wait to say you can't touch a coach. And they didn't even know that fucking guy was a practice squad tight end. Yeah, yeah. Nobody knew until uh, Tariqo told us I've been in his shoes later. before on the sideline, yeah. and there is video of it where yeah. Trubisky got pushed out of bounds. I was injured in a hat and mesh shorts, and I was, like, grabbing throats of D-linemen on the side. Just <laughs> multiple throats. I mean, like, no penalties were thrown. It got broken up. But it was... It, they were like, hey, don't fucking touch Tom Cable. It reminded me of last night when I was watching that. Like, the ref was like, was that a player and a coach? Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> it was a coach. Yeah. It was a sideline polo. We got a hot mic down there. There was a collar on that shirt. Throw him out. And my final viewing party yeah. is is butthurt college fans when the uh, Sunday night Sunday night football player intro when he goes away from the college oh. when he goes either like high school yeah. or hometown yeah. or uh, you would I started, go JUCO. I would go junior college. Yeah, I, I love that. Getting gear football boxes fans from Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> they have so much gear, dude. I was like, I spent two years at junior college, one year at Oregon. I mean, yeah. Well, Saddleback needs to send you some threads. All right, real quick, game ball. I'm giving it to A.J. Brown. I'll go Tony Pollard. Wow, I will also go Tony Pollard. Nice. Wow. Parking Sick. in the same garage. Yeah. I already want you to put me on through. I got to send my love, love down, down to Baton Rouge. Hurry up. I got to put her on the line. I got to talk to my girl just one more time. All right, guys. If we can figure out how we're going to get down there, we might go to Baton Rouge this weekend. Nicole Auerbach joins us now, and uh, I guess the biggest story of the weekend was, and the slate wasn't like tremendous or anything, to be fair, but Tennessee-Kentucky was supposed to be the big heavyweight bout, uh, and it was supposed to be Levis uh, and Hooker, and it was more Hooker than Levis, uh, and it was more Tennessee than Kentucky. What did we learn about Tennessee uh, defensively watching that game? Well, they look a lot better than yeah. we've seen them in, in, in some of the other games. I mean, certainly the Alabama game, they got a couple of stops when they needed to, but everyone's kind of pointing to that pass defense as their weakness, but maybe they found some answers at corner. Um, I think, I think we still see that they can get after the quarterback. Like it's not, sometimes the, the total numbers don't quite tell the same story because like we've seen Tennessee's offense, you know, that their defense is out there for a lot of snaps too, because they're scoring so frequently, their drives are so short sometimes. Like, so, so when people say, oh, they're, you know, last in total pass defense, like that number, the aggregate doesn't quite always tell, but they've definitely got some weaknesses there. And I think that's why like certain teams that have really good wideouts are probably going to be more of a problem for them. But um, yeah, they, they, they looked really good. I mean, they really shut Kentucky down. Their only score was in the first quarter and then it was done. And they were just so dominant. I mean, I think that's what, like, Tennessee is checking off all the boxes of all the things that we keep asking to see from them to say, like, if they're really back and blowing out a Kentucky team that entered the season, the highest it had been ranked in forever, that has built itself up as this kind of darling in the SEC East and this place that really develops and is consistent year in and year out and just totally flipping that on the head and being like, nope, we're here now. 
Um, I thought it was a pretty strong statement. But, yeah, they may have figured out some things defensively at the cornerback position. Well, it's got to be, like, frustrating if you're, if you're Kentucky because you go there, you're on the road, it's a big atmosphere. You, you go down 7 nothing or whatever it was, and you answer, and it feels like you had to earn that that score. Like, it was like a normal, like, yeah. we earned it, we converted kind of score, and then Tennessee just makes it look easy the rest of the way. And it's obvious that you can't keep up with that offense unless you're firing at a really high click. And uh, I guess for Kentucky, it's got to be doubly, like, uh, you know, disheartening because as a program – uh, you know, you have a top 10 pick at quarterback, or so that's the way people are talking about Levis, and you're still that much further away from the top of the SEC. I mean, like, you, you know, this is your team. Like, they, they have been as good as they've been in recent memory. They built a really solid program. They have, a, they have the, 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 you know, the, the playmaker at quarterback, and they're still losing 44-6 to six or whatever it is. Uh, that's got to be tough for Kentucky. Are you high on Levis or, uh, you know, as a pro, or are you kind of like uh, – relative to to the hype about him are you uh, above or below that hype probably a little bit below like i think this is going to be one of the more entertaining and also annoying pre-draft processes like i feel like there's always those quarterbacks right and um like i was really high on josh allen and I know why people weren't, but you know i'd spent some time with him that year when he was struggling and had lost all these pieces at wyoming and so, like, I had reasons that, you know, I was interested in that and also just rooting for a small school guy, like, always going to be that person. But uh, this one's going to be really interesting, especially because we're going to – he's going to be, like, the the guy everyone's going to talk about his heart and, you know, mm-hmm. he's toughness and, you know, he's just fearless and he's – you know, he goes into plays instead of sliding, you know, he'll just yeah. get tackled and all those different things, playing with that broken finger a couple weeks ago. Um but yeah, to me, it says a little bit more about the the quarterbacks in the draft class. But like, this is a weird one that I don't know if anyone of us in college sports saw coming. That like all right. of a sudden we'd be talking about Will Levis as maybe the top quarterback drafted. So that one's I'm a little bit lower than the hype, but happy to be proven wrong on this one. But this is one where it's just kind of a little bit out of the blue. Where the first time I saw a mock draft with it, I was like, okay, all right, I guess this is gonna be fun. Is there a small uh, is there a small school guy this year? I mean, there's obviously no Josh Allen, uh, but you you mentioned Wyoming. That's pretty cool. That you, did you go out and get to see Wyoming play that year in person? So I didn't I didn't go to see them play, but I did go to Laramie. I went yeah. and did a story with Colorado State and in Wyoming on that trip, and so it was like in the middle. Honestly, the story was really interesting because most people don't a pitch these types of stories, but like agree to do them, and it was just sort of like okay, he'd been anointed like that next great quarterback. And then he comes into this, his last year in college, loses center, top running back, top receiver, like everybody. And then is losing these high profile games and everyone's out. And it was just sort of like, what happens when like the end of the fairy tale isn't that? And it was just really, I thought he was really introspective. I thought it was really interesting. Um, so I've always rooted for him. But in terms of small school guys, um, it's interesting because I, I feel like, you know, we saw Bailey Zappi do what he did last year and set all these records and so you have a couple guys at places like western kentucky where you can sort of see that um that type of explosiveness but also like the guy that was behind bailey zappy cam ward could be that guy but he's transferred up so he's at wazoo now so like you have some of that but because of the quarterback movement uh sometimes they go to a little more high profile places so uh, i'll get back to you though i'll give you I'll give you a list of those types of candidates. Well, it's funny because, like, I was just on, uh, you know, the the whole, what is this, uh, WalterFootball.com. I just kind of look at these lists, and 
I, I had to go down the list like 13 or 14 names so I got to a small school guy this this coming year. I mean, most guys are coming out of larger schools, and uh, you know, it's. Uh, I think the the first kid I saw was the the coastal kid, McCall. Yeah, which is um, yeah, Grayson McCall, which yeah. is also like, I think people thought you know the success that they had two years ago that he would have transferred out. Right. So that one's like a remarkable one where like he got all that attention. I'm sure he got a lot of phone calls, but decided to stay. Yeah. Um. So maybe maybe he counts as our guy. For interesting, that. interesting. Yeah, that's a really good point. That with the transfer portal, we'll probably see less small uh, school guys popping up in the top 10 because they probably leave places like Laramie, um, which is a tough place to play. I always say that. We got beat 23-3 to in the opener my senior year up there in Laramie, and that altitude is a beast. And those cowboys and ranch hands, they, they're pretty good at college football. Yeah. They don't get enough credit. <laughs> they um, are. So, so next week we're looking ahead to Georgia, Tennessee, which is going to be a monumental atmosphere uh, in Athens, um, that's going to be crazy. Georgia, 10-point favorites. Is that too many points, the way you look at it? Or, I mean, if you, Nicole, could make the line, what would it be? Mm. Um, I mean, it does feel a little bit high. It feels like maybe seven right. would be right. But I also sort of get the deference to Georgia entering this game. I think it's going to be it, – it's essentially the SEC East championship right we actually have the sec east and then the fcc west championships like both being played next week um so most likely the winners of those two games are the two that we'll see at the championship game but i feel like tennessee is gonna have a chance here i was talking with david oven he covered tennessee for a number of years now covers the whole sec uh for us at the athletic and he was just talking about how there are a couple teams that would be absolute nightmare matchups. Like he thinks Ohio State would be a terrible matchup for Tennessee with right. where their weaknesses are defensively, right? right? And that they have an offense that could keep pace. He said Alabama and Georgia, the way that they're built, he doesn't think that like that's part of the reason they were able to get Alabama this year. Right. And Georgia's defense isn't as good as it was last year. Plus, you know, you have those questions, you know, are they going to be able to, to score? I mean, yeah. Georgia is going to need to get to what? At least 30 something points in this game. Yep. Um, you're also going to need to, you know, wh- where, where can they take advantage? Obviously they have an, an amazing tight end, right. but are those receivers going to stress the Tennessee defense in the same way that in Ohio state would, we don't know. So I think seven feels about right to me, but I would not be shocked if Tennessee wins. Um, I am going to probably waffle back and forth on this one all week because I also tend to root for new blood but it's sort of interesting because we're getting the college football playoff rankings on tuesday before this game and i think tennessee i would put tennessee one because i think the win over alabama is the best win anyone has but then you could also say the same thing about georgia because the oregon win looks better and better so it's like it matters but then the winner of that game will just be number one next week anyway so it also doesn't matter yeah no it kind of matters it kind of doesn't matter in georgia my two cents is like that Oregon team, new coach traveling down there uh, to the southeast to open the season. Like that was always going to look bad. You know, it was just, you know, if you're going to lose that game, you're going to lose it by 30 points. It just was one of those tailor made, wow, the SEC's good. It's September and we already know how good the SEC mm-hmm. is. And like, so I, I you know, I, I do think they probably get uh, the benefit of, of that win, but uh, in actuality, um, I think this is going to be a really good football game, and if I was going to, if I had to bet it right now, I'd probably take Tennessee money line and uh, you know and juice that thing up and hope uh, hope it's a, a barn burner down there. That's going to be awesome. Okay, so TCU, 
Um, they're eight no. They beat West Virginia, forty one thirty one. If they're undefeated, are they, how simple is it for them, or how complicated is it for them? I think if they're undefeated and they win the Big Twelve, they're in. I mean, we haven't had an undefeated power conference champ not make the playoff. Yeah. What's going to be interesting is is where they fall in the first rankings because I, I, I am preemptively I'm going to be mad about them and I know that I'm going to tell myself these don't matter these are no one's resumes are done the only one that matters is in December but the first one is when we get to like see a little bit about what the committee values or what they're prioritizing because there's always new members and different things each each year we have a new chair this year Boo Corrigan NC State's AD so. Like TCU has beaten a lot of teams that were ranked at the time, and there's some really there's some good teams in, in the Big Twelve. So how many of them are ultimately going to be in the committee's top twenty five? Right. Because then you're going to be able to say TCU has four top twenty five wins or, or whatever that metric is, and then you could say that they're there. But also they've had to come back from double digit down. Like the committee cares about the way you win the games too, right? And if you are in control of the games. Uh, they have not been, but yeah. they've come back. And then, like, that offense is really special. So what is – like, that? that's one of the teams that I'm going to be super interested to see what the committee says because it'll show us, right, if they could even – if they could have one loss, yeah. would they still get in based on the way that the committee is viewing the league? So I think it's pretty clear, but we'll find out. Probably we'll get a good idea of, like, if they have any wiggle room, which they might. They might because we've also seen a lot of one-loss conference champs get in. Yeah, so I look at this and I'm like, okay, Ohio State or Michigan, somebody's gonna I mean, maybe somebody's undefeated and the Big Ten champ. I mean, you, 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 Tennessee could go undefeated; they could win the SEC, they'd be in. You know, maybe, maybe, or or maybe the other thing happens: Georgia goes undefeated and they end up in the SEC championship and they lose to Bama. So there's two, you know, one loss uh, SEC powerhouses, and then there's Clemson. Clemson probably wins out, unfortunately, because they yep. survived Syracuse. Like, let's say a, 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 an undefeated Clemson um, and an undefeated TCU head-to-head. Does Syracuse's, uh, you know, uh, making that a fight, does that stick in the committee's head right there? It, it, it could. I, I think – You'll also have them talking, you know, they'll probably, we'll probably end up parsing, okay, they changed quarterbacks in that game, mm-hmm. but then we'll have to see how DJ plays after this, right? And then you right. say like, okay, which quarterback is going to be the guy they're going to play in the playoff? Mm-hmm. Um, I Again, I think, I think it would, it, between those two teams, depending on how the committee is justifying this, TCU's resume will probably be a lot stronger by yep. the end of the season. If, if like, if we think that the top and the middle of the big 12 is, is good this year, ACC is not right. Yeah. There's a lot of teams fighting at the bottom. Um, so, so Clemson's not going to have that kind of resume. They have divisions this year, so they're going to have to play the Coastal Champ, who may or may not be ranked at the end in the conference championship game. So, I, I think TCU would have a better, better chance if Clemson goes undefeated, though. Like we, we, we love to have all of these scenarios where we think that there's going to be like more teams undefeated than there actually are because like you just said a bunch of them are going to play each other right yeah. and so you'll at least have some head-to-head results um I, I mean Clemson would make it in that scenario I think if they go undefeated and, and win the ACC problem is I don't think anyone thinks they'll win a game in the playoff yeah. like I don't think anything I don't think anyone think, looks at Clemson playing this year and says that team could beat Ohio State right. that team could beat Georgia like it doesn't feel that way but can they get in can they get picked yes but We'll see. Again, I, I think I think it's very possible that the committee likes the Big Twelve teams and and 
ends up beefing up TCU's resume, but but we'll have to see. And and, and again, if Syracuse falls off or something and doesn't end up a top 25 win by the end of the season. Some of that stuff ends up impacting Clemson's resume. That's why you got to like root for all the teams to just beat. No question. Yeah. And, and Michigan uh, say they, they slide in. There's a lot of football left, but like your Wolverines, they get in, let's say, you know, do you feel better or worse about their chances of going toe to toe with an SEC uh, team uh, this year? Because it feels like a long time ago, but it's really not that Georgia game was yeah, was ugly, yeah. and I'm wondering if you feel better this year. So it's actually really funny you ask that because that's the exact conversation one of my group chats was having this weekend was like, okay, you know, going into these rankings, do you, do you put Michigan there? And I think the answer is yes. And then the then the next question is, well, do you think they can actually win a game in the playoff? And I th- I still think the answer is probably no because. We saw what it took to to get to the top of the Big Ten and to beat Ohio State. Yeah, but there's still a different gap and things that you need to do if you're going to play like a Tennessee in the in the in the playoff and actually have a chance. Like we, this was something that watching the Michigan Michigan State game was super apparent again. Like we saw them settling for all those field goals. They're really hesitant to stretch the field vertically. Like they're yeah. not really trying much with JJ McCarthy, and he's only completed very few passes in big 10 play that are more than 20 air yards so he's he's not doing it that well but they're also not trying like entering saturday only attempted 16 passes that were deep balls so in big 10 play so they're gonna have to add that element because like you can't just dominate with the run game and try to win in the trenches and that's not gonna get you enough points against tennessee like that i think watching the game saturday you know they're dominating they clearly did not have much respect for Michigan State's offense because they were fine with the field goals. Harbaugh would have been fine winning that game without the touchdown. But <laughs> the question is then, like, can you beat Ohio State, this Ohio right. State team this year without without that? And then what about in the playoff? And so I think they need to continue to develop that. And until they do that, I mean, it's hard to imagine, especially if you think of Tennessee. Like, I think that that I'm thinking of Tennessee as like the prototypical type of playoff team sec speed the the skill at all of the different offensive skill positions the quarterback but just the idea that you need at least 30 points right yeah and and maybe they're gonna get 50 on someone right yeah. we, we, you know we've seen alabama have to adapt to winning games like that post lane kiffin right and all the changes that they made so can michigan do that like they like winning the games the way that they are now but that's the gap and that was the difference with georgia so I would still say no until they prove it that they can win those games and that they can stretch the field and do different things offensively to stay in the game. But like they, they have talent, they have talent. Um, it's just like you saw the gap that existed between really good in the big 10 and winning a game in the playoff. And we've also seen a number of other teams that couldn't figure that out. Right. Like those Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma teams never won a game in the playoff. Right. They could get there. Right. Michigan can get there. Um, but yeah, so I guess until someone proves it, I'm just I'm just not sure because you know it's just it feels like there's certain programs that we've seen do it over and over and over again, and then there was the one flash in the pan of LSU in that season. Right. But other than that, you know, these other teams that have kind of gotten there have not been able to then break through that next that next gap. Well, I'm I'm hopeful that this is the playoff. We have some close ball games. I'm hopeful that. That uh, you know, we buck the trends uh, yeah. and, and we have some one-score games yeah. in in each round. And uh, I do like that you're you're um, you're managing your expectations, Nicole. So 
uh, hats off to you for doing that. Uh, and uh, we'll see what happens the rest of the way. Um, Nicole Auerbach, appreciate the time. Uh, next weekend, a lot of big games as well. We will see you. Uh, we'll see you next Monday. All right, I am hopeful that Virginia scores touchdowns for you <laughs> at some Jeez. point. The rest. Of the I had to season. listen to that damn thing on the radio. I, I, I was in my car <laughs> during overtime. I had to drive somewhere, oh, no. and uh, and it was rough. I mean, like I listened to that loss the old fashioned way. So. Uh, but then I, I got home and, and watched Louisville turn or force five turnovers against Wake Forest. So I don't know who had a worse day, Sam Hartman or or Brennan Armstrong. I, I just put that one out there for people. So yeah, I felt I felt so bad for Sam Hartman in that third <laughs> quarter. I I just never seen something like that because they got they had so many possessions, so he just kept turning he just it over. Kept I turning just, it over. Oh, oh God, oh. I felt terrible. But yeah, that was. It was a banner day for the ACC. I'm praying for the ACC, Nicole. Uh, <laughs> better week next week. Yeah, I appreciate you, and we will see you next week. All right, see you soon. Yeah, you're the talk I'm getting. I'm going to fight you.